Well, that's another winning hand for me. First time playing Three Dragon Annie? Don't sweat it. I got a good story to tell you to distract you from your losses. It's your bet, by the way. Hello and welcome to D4. We're I, Dustin. And I, Devin. Cody, I'm a fifth edition game of Dungeons. And Dragons! Uh, firstly, we want to wish a blessed Mother's Day to all the mothers that were, mothers that are, and mothers that will be. Mothers of fur babies, stepmothers, surrogate mothers, the mom friend types, and all of those in between. Thank you for everything you do. We hope you have had a wonderful weekend and appreciate you stopping in to watch us, if you so wish. Also, let's take a second to thank the merch moms who make all of our wonderful merch. Yeah. And you'll hear more about that soon. Yeah, yeah. This summer, we invite you to join us for the scariest TTRPG horror game you'll see this year, The Velvet Lodge. This game is not for the faint of heart or the weak of bladder, so prepare yourself for an experience that will have you screaming for mercy and begging for more. The Velvet Lodge, not just an ordinary horror game, oh no. It's an all-female adventure that will have you bonding with your gal pals over the sound of your own screams. Forget boring co-ed games. The Velvet Lodge is the ultimate girls' night in. With an all-female cast, you'll finally get the chance to root for the characters you've always wanted to, without any annoying dudes hogging the spotlight. <laughs> but be warned. Once you enter the Velvet Lodge, you may never want to leave. The spine-tingling scares and hair-raising plot twists will have you hooked, and you'll find yourself rescheduling your weeknights just to get your fix to feed the beast inside you. The hunter that resides in all of us waiting to be satiated. Want to learn more about the game and the system we use? Then stay for the intermission to watch the interview with James Davey, the creator of The Midnight World. Or check out our YouTube channel at Elder E-N-T and watch it there. But for now, let's take a look at the teaser trailer for The Velvet Lodge. And welcome back. So now that you've had a look at The Velvet Lodge, let's talk about our sponsors for tonight's episode. Welcome to the Pandemonium Warehouse, where chaos reigns and goblins rule. But lately, things have been even crazier than usual. Our bosses, Beetle and Grimm, are working on becoming internet sensation thanks to the new D&D streaming show. And while they're off schmoozing with famous players and raking in the cash, we goblins are left to pick up the pieces. Yeah, 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 we got, we got boxes to pack, campaigns to design, deadlines to meet, but the Beetle and Grimm care? Not one bit. They're too busy basking in the glory of their newfound fame. We've been, you know, we've even caught them sneaking into the warehouse at night to film the latest episodes. Do you think we didn't notice? We're not dumb, you know. But we may be small and sneaky, but we're not stupid. <laughs> and don't get us started on the wild demands they make. Bring me a unicorn horn, Beetle will shout. I need it for the next episode. And Grim will chime in and make sure it's ethically sourced. Ethically sourced. We goblins crying out loud. We don't do ethics. We do chaos. So uh, if you're thinking about buying one of Beetle and Grimm's premium campaign boxes, just remember who's really doing the work. It's not those two goofballs you see on the internet. It's us goblins of the Pandemonium Warehouse. And... If we have to deal with any more of their nonsense, we just might start a mutiny. But, but who's with us? Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah that goblin's with us. Yep. <laughs> 
So support our mutiny by donating to our crowdsourcing fund over at beetleandgrims.com by buying some of their premium edition boxes. What's up? How you doing? It's good to see you. I, uh, I've just been chilling on social media lately, and I can't help but find myself on the Die Hard Dice site on Twitter and Instagram. They're, um, they're doing this thing right now where you send in pictures of your fur babies with dice, and then they're sharing them. So it's a bunch of dice and animals, and it's awesome, and you should totally get in on this. But um, in order to, you need to have diehard dice. And if you don't, I happen to have just the thing for you. Because you can go to dieharddice.com and get 10% off your order when you use code D4BFFS or D4BFGS. And uh, yeah, so get, get dice. And then take a picture of your pet with the dice and post it. And, and tag Die Hard in it, because I want to see your pet and your dice. <laughs> and it's a lot easier than breaking into your house. <laughs> hey, everyone. You know what I love? The classic hit old movie, The Skulls. <laughs> it's a homoerotic journey that is uh, about a secret society in an Ivy League university. And it's sort of true. Uh, how does that relate to what I'm talking about? Thank you. D&D Beyond. Uh, if you check out D&D Beyond, you can make your own version of the skulls, or probably something better, by checking out Creating and Using Secret Societies in Dungeons and Dragons. It is a very long article that I'm not going to summarize because we don't have time, much like the members of the skulls. That is a and long article. It is, but it covers how to make your own secret societies, how to use some of the canon ones in your journeys, and add that little bit of clandestine creepiness to your game. So head on over to dndbeyond.com and check it out. Yes, and what about Elden Kevin here in Elden Kevin's lair? What movie does he watch while he watches Terminator? And Terminator 2! And there's never been another one after that, I promise. You can't find any more. There was only those two. Those are the only two they made as far as Elden Kevin is concerned. What does that have to do with Eldritch Foundry? Basically nothing! Unless you want to make an awesome miniature of a Terminator-like character that is not trademark adjacent, it has to be something completely different, but it is sort of like that. Then you go to Eldritch Foundry and make your own miniature however you want. And then you can make them so many different ways. You want to have a futuristic character? Do you want to have a fantasy character? Do you want to have one of their new 44 bases? You can have all of that. Go to the Elder's Tribe and use that cool character creator that's just like your favorite video games to make the perfect character and play them however you want. Why are you leaning away from me? Is my power too much for you? Would what? you rather I not? What? Put on your glasses. What? Because I am Elden, Kevin. More powerful than you could possibly imagine. So powerful, in fact. I think I'll give you a chance to win your own Eldritch Family Miniature. Put in hashtag Eldritch into the chat for your chance to win an Eldritch Family Miniature yourself. Or put D4 D&D in to get 15% off your own Eldritch Family Miniature, which you should make Terminator adjacent, but not actually the Terminator. I could get in trouble for that. Ellen Kevin! Sorry. And as you can see, we are down a Cadkins tonight. But if you're not, she will be back next week. Um, but, Devin, do you have something you want to say about the amazing game, Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Oh, God. You're an idle champion, okay. young and sweet, only level one. 
idol champion. I'll feel the beat from the drums, the battle's begun. Idol champion, we'll hold your sword high and keep on running strong. Well, you can fight, well, you can jive, well, having the time of your life. Oh, see that monster, watch that spell, the idol champion strikes again. Yay! The code for tonight is Abba Nev Jokey. Oh my You God. can get that at the bottom of your screen right here to unlock your Idol Champion game chest to get the sweet, sweet loot. Um, also, remember you have until 12 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow, May 15th, to enter the running. Uh, after that, the game will be down for a short period for maintenance. However, during that time, head over to twitch.tv slash cnegames for a special episode of Mars on Monday featuring an interview with uh, Chris DuPoy, uh, executive producer of Idol Champions, as they go over the game's roadmap for the rest of the year. Without further ado, let's immerse ourselves. Wait. Wait? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we specifically wow. talked about it. I talked about it earlier. That's why it made me forget. Before we forget, the most important person in our I just want to reiterate to everyone out there, happy Mother's Day, but especially happy Mother's Day to our lovely merch moms. And if you feel like supporting us, and if you feel like giving them something to do, head on over to d4dndrpg.com. It's a lot of words. No, those aren't words. It's a lot of letters. <laughs> it's easy to track, though, because I do it in little increments. So you're welcome for that. Head on over there. See what you can find. There's a lot of stuff over there. I love you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> and as I was saying before, I rudely interrupted. Without further ado, <laughs> let us immerse ourselves. It's the Chronicles of T4. <laughs> and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> Last well, time. On a despot's dictation and delineation of distractions. Seisha spent the night at the factory district in the field ward and went throughout the rest of the field ward and learned what the people truly thought of Voss uh, and how Istrid is in the day of operations um, and also learn about how people view the walking automatons reborn from the souls of people that could not uh, continue on themselves. V, Petunia, and Seisha, Vinley, and Karina all have a philosophical debate on magic and what it costs to learn magic. Uh, went real deep into the lore and theories of what is arcane and divine. And but do you know how it smells? <laughs> <laughs> I was not there for that. That's, that's true. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that, that, that uh, uh, Harold and Petunia speak about the past and the future before heading over to the bookworm's treasure where Petunia is reunited with her old boss, Raishal, and after a lucky trip and fall, is gifted the uh, an astromancy archive, a rare arcane magic item used by diviners. Finley seeks out and speaks to Aiden, who has taken up residency in Grelhun Villa, uh, where they have a bit of a discussion about who was and who wasn't lost in the tower, as... Finley has no memory of Alina, her former best friend from Blackstaff Tower. The BFGs then plan on how to bring Manshoon out into the open, with Harold leading the planning on the Red Wing and getting a letter into his hands. The group comes together to plan this infiltration of the Field of Triumph, where Manshoon is giving a speech uh, for the Feast of the Moon holiday. As 
Harold then gives up his shadow in order to add seeming to his spell list as the group disguises themselves as Entarm agents and infiltrate the Colosseum. I think Goblin slash, slash Seisha, I think it was Goblin that heard it, um, for anybody that didn't hear it, right before they disappeared, um, them took on a little bit more of Harold's appearance. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. You were the only one who heard it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I, have, I, I have a note on it. I thought I heard it, but I was like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Look, mm-hmm. it took me a long no, time I'm waiting to get for him to tell us who your friend was. Um, but, uh, as Manchun began his speech, waving a tail of throw, uh, that throws Laurel, Vajra, and Voss uh, under the proverbial bus while showing how many times the Zentarum have been there in the times of Toril's need. Karina skywrites the red wing symbol into the sky and before wild shaping into a rat. Uh, as he speaks... Seisha watches his okay. expression. Okay. <laughs> there was another word in there that... Got it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then through several uses of invisibility, wild shape, skyrite, familiars, and stealth, Karina and Dr. Jones move into the green room while Manchun speaks to the crowd. Seisha seeing that he was a little unnerved as the crowd that is now Zintarum themselves look for the perpetrators causing this uh, magical arcane sigil to be scryed into the sky. Um, where the two... Animals, invisible as they are, plant the letter as well as a painting of the red wing symbol in the wall. In berry juice. (laughs) Um, But they escape and meet back up before heading into the sewers. Uh, They being all of those who infiltrated the Coliseum, uh, they or successfully, even with a close encounter of Manchun, uh, as uh, he dimensioned doors into the hallway, but uh, they all meet back in the alleyway just outside the Colosseum, head into the sewers as they travel south to the Yawning Portal with the guide of the Guild of Thorns. Just before arriving, they are met by an old friend, Renair, who embraces them in a hug before leading them up and down into the section of Undermountain that has been cleared out as a safe haven for the survivors of Waterdeep. There, they meet up with Laurel, Vajra, Salazar, and Karnan, where they give a quick debrief on their latest accomplishments and begin discussing the plan on dealing with Manchun. Soon after, they are joined by Maloon and Mert, who escorts in Istrid, the Black Viper, Grecht, and Kaysen, who inform them that Voss would not be at the assault. Harold lets them know they have two days, and a, bi- a plan begins to be formed. And that is where we start tonight's session as you all are surrounding this table of this makeshift map of Waterdeep, um, where you can see there is this lookout over, kind of as you look over where it's been cobbled together and key locations are beginning to be pointed, pointed out by Vajra and um, Laurel as you kind of start to kind of put in motion this plan of bringing down Manchun. Harold speaks uh, or lets everybody know that the letter has that was sent to Manchun suggests in two days time that they meet in the 
the alleyway in which they had the the former uh, altercation with the Red Wing and the Rose. Yep. Um, And just so you know, that is in the uh, Black Cloak Alley, which is near... uh, Colette Towers. Colette Towers. Which is where they believe uh, Manchun's main base of operation is. Oh, also, um, Harold realized that he had a MacGuffin from a really long time ago, just kind of stashed in his pocket uh, of something that has always been there, and you guys almost, one time, almost figured out, uh, as Harold was the only person not to touch the uh, wall of force. The barrier surrounding Colette Towers. Uh, when you, uh, back when you all went into the black market. Mm-hmm. Yep. With that little frozen skeleton. Yep. The skelly man is actually um, in Aragon's uh, yep. tower next to Perjean's palace. I have to poke it with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, but as everybody kind of just like kind of winds down as Mert and Maloon come in and you learn uh, a little bit about what the field ward has to offer, um, there is another sound of... Um, kind of approaching footsteps uh, as three more figures have arrived. Um, you see walking kind of um, the kind of through this little, like what getting to the central point you are, you had to literally go through a, like almost like a little bit of like, disarm trap heavy hallways and things like that um, as you're in the upper section of Under Mountain uh, and coming around the corner you see uh, a familiar face um, that you've had several dealings with Um, it is what appears to be elvish in features but sections of it are patched in fur uh, and it is black and gray and white fur uh, and it is uh, the guild master of the Guild of Thorns Ren uh, as you can see, uh, the fangs, the one wolf eye, uh, or canine eye, and regular eye, um, with the like very like canine aspects to almost like uh, blended into the half elven features of of him. Uh, next to him is a very scowling uh, human individual with mutton chops, uh, as uh, Durnin. Yeah. Uh, wielding, uh, kind of strapped to his back is the great sword that always rested over the mantle uh, behind his bar that you saw him wield at your very first meeting at the Yawning Portal all those months ago. And then behind him you hear the the sound, the movement of chainmail and armor kind of slinking. Um, someone walking that obviously holds themselves uh, in a way, as a fighter. A very tall figure. Um, well past six foot, and you see this uh, darkened olive skin, but also, like, in our world, like, lower Polynesian, Southeast Asia um, look. And those that have met her, even though briefly in time, recognize Tashlin, Yafira, Zaraj's love interest that worked with the magistrate in the Southern Ward. Mm-hmm. And was basically the, the smuggler, the, the smuggling operation of the Doom Raiders uh, in order to get 
contraband through the southern ward yeah. gates. Uh, you see she is still heavily outfitted with weaponry. But what is uniquely different about her is you see on her left arm, it is cut off probably four inches down from the shoulder and is now like a, a well-heeled stump. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, you can see that where before she carried a great sword, um, she now has a long spear strapped uh, and a instead of a great sword, it is a long sword at her hip. You see, everything around her is mm, the versatile weaponry. Yeah. Yep. Um, anything that can be wielded with one hand, but also sometimes with two. Yep. Uh, a hand crossbow instead of a light or heavy crossbow. And, um, but you can get the sense, and as she approaches, kind of nods to both you and you, Vinley, um, as you kind of get the sense that she is the Doom Raider representative that is here. <laughs> I've been gone, it's okay. I uh, bow my head towards her as well. Um, I don't think I've actually said anything to this woman ever Very before. few people have. Yeah, yeah. 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 but uh, I've seen her before. You've, you've definitely seen her around, and she would definitely know of you from mm-hmm. Devil, but you actually have had probably the most interaction outside of Voss mm-hmm. of the group yeah. with her. Um, the last time being when you and Voss met with Devil, uh, Zaraj, and Tashlin and Istrid in yeah. the Yawning Portal. Um, but as you all come into, kind of, as everyone kind of comes in, uh, Laurel will kind of look up. I believe that is everyone that has been summoned for this. The BFGs have started a little bit earlier than we had intended, but a plan in motion. One that is probably the closest we can get to actually coming forth. When did that, uh, Ren oh, yeah. kind of speaks Sorry. up, uh, mentioning of like, something's already been started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, yeah, uh, Ren will go, uh, yeah, um, hold on about that. Whatever the fuck happened up top, Manshoon is pissed. And he's looking for blood. Um, kind of looking towards Laurel and Vajra. I hate to ask, but... We're gonna need more proof that what we're gonna need more proof that we're doing our job in the sewers before they become unsafe again. You see, just passive insights. Laurel kind of holds herself, knowing that she's always been the kind of person that understands the sacrifices that must be made in the greater good. But Vajra, this kind of hits a little bit harder. And Vajra says. We had two perish recently. We'll give you their bodies. Yeah, anything that we can get. Uh, it's, um... I, I can't guarantee that they're going to stay out of the sewers, but... We'll continue to do what we can to keep uh, to keep the lanes open. We, un- um, we understand the deal you made, which benefits us. Never mind, I was going to make a suggestion, but that would completely discredit our element of surprise of us being here. I apologize. Who are we going to surprise? 
mention. With oh, he knows presence. we're back in town. He's got to. Why would he know? Doesn't he have spies? I mean, we've been moving around in the field ward. Who does I he doubt have? that he has anybody in the field ward that Voss wouldn't find first. Okay. True. The other place you have is the other <clears throat> most well-protected part of the city. I uh, know. It's something worse than knowing we're back. He thinks the Red Wing's back, which is significantly worse than us. He, remember, ever since he did what he did in our bar, he thinks we've done nothing to him since then. I was going to offer a couple of my zombies and tell you that you ran across a necromancer who attacked you and you killed some of their undead. That way he can't use them. Could work. Rin speaks up. Um, the biggest thing is uh, we just need to uh, basically showcase that we're killing anybody that comes into the sewers that isn't Zentara. Vajra looks and you can see that heavyweight. So you need bodies. Yeah, we've been pretty much any any order of stage and steel, field ward, whatever. What, it, what it, truly happens is those that die even of natural causes, we take from the masses in here, tell them that it is for their safety, for health, so that it does not plague the food or them, or cause any monsters to be attracted to the stench from the depths. Mm. But what we truly are doing is offering it as proof that the sewers are being kept clean. So they are still keeping them safe. Yeah, but it's it sucks to lie to the people of this city. People have been doing it for a lot longer than you. It's more of a lie to mansion. It is, and that's why we must do what we must, but... It, the sacrifices now will pave a better road tomorrow. But on this day, it seems a little... Difficult. But we'll do what we must. And uh, as such, um, whatever you plan, the thorns will be there to guide your way. We've pretty much got the entire sewer system, uh, and even some old um, Xanathar hideouts. Speaking of which, are they even a factor anymore? Um, from what we've been able to... The small remnants, most have pushed back into Skullport, and we've heard whispers that an illithid has taken over what remnants there are. Um, yeah. Haven't heard much from that. Um, and then uh, uh, the Black Viper will speak up. Voss and I uh, went down into Skullport not that long ago and completely removed and took out any and all active members of the Reforged Ring. The Xanathar were active. We've had quite a few relocate to the field ward, but as far as the brunt of their forces, they are thin. Very thin. But so not really an issue for us at this point. Vajra goes, not now, but it could be one of the rumblings beyond what we talked about before. I wouldn't mind going down and dealing with that illithid when we have time. Uh, dealing with have an time. illithid is not an easy thing. Yeah. Let's... Neither is an abolith. 
<laughs> and then Vinley's face gets real serious. <laughs> you, you are correct, but let's deal with what's on our plate right Absolutely. now. As I mentioned before, we had a couple of key locations, but I think with more people involved and with what you all have presented, I think we like your insight on where we make these attacks. Where do you, where had you planned to hit? Uh, and a couple of them speak up, uh, bringing in out information that they have. Um, let's see. Uh, Merton Dernan will speak up first. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. My stomach has the rumblies, and I'm really hoping it's not coming through the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even hear it over here. Okay, good. Um... Uh, so the first thing that we've noticed is the docks. Um, beyond the chaos that was there on the first day when everybody left, they seem to be kind of acting the same. Oh, cool. We believe it's a front uh, so that there's no flags of Zintaran hanging in the lower half of the city. I believe that's so that anybody that wades into our waters don't get any sign that anything's amiss beyond the obvious sign that serves some damage mm -hmm. to the city itself. Just a little, though. Hmm. Um, and do you think, have we had any communications with the people who dwell beneath the water? And Vajra speaks up again. Uh, Again, as I said before, the old wards um, from the Maifel that holds this city, we have no, we have not spoken with your dragon friend. Oh, yes. I, I think she was referring to the um, aquatic people that live at the docks. Uh, if you're talking about, there's very few rumors of merfolk um, oh, they're real. Not that reside in water deep, as Dernan will speak up. Um, most of them, most of them stay and reside in Umberly's cache. Okay. They don't come up and deal with us much. But what we do know is that the Zents are heavily taxing any ship that comes in or even wants to leave port. It's a pretty big revenue income stream from them. With most of the guilds relocating to the field ward, imports have almost tripled coming in. Wow, that's horrid. And for anyone that is uh, waving banners of hope and, uh, you know, competence like the Lord's Alliance. You hear a couple of scoffs as he says this. Um, uh, or the Order of the Gauntlet just making their way in, doing the rounds, going up and down the Sword Coast. Nothing is charged for them. Everything seems fine and safe, and that's either to get them out as soon as possible 
or wait till it's easy to ambush them. Mm. Yeah. The, um, catch them on the back heel if you you catch my draft. Uh, Those that have sent aid and support to the city are welcomed, and then once they're in, they're either indoctrinated or put to work elsewhere, or they're never seen from again. It's like a pit trap. They come in, but they don't leave. Um, <clears throat> Renair will speak up. So, next up is going to be Castle Lord. Um, well, actually, we'll we'll move to Trades Ward. Most of their, most of the market here. is still active, and a lot of their storehouses uh, and everything coming up from <clears throat> kind of going right on that border of the castle and the trades. Mm -hmm. You've got, or, or, or from the market here in, in the castle ward and then down here in the trades, what didn't get plundered during the, the fall, mm -hmm we're pretty certain that they've got a warehouse stock here. Mm. That's a lot of ground to cover. We're almost certain we've narrowed it down to the few warehouses that it is, but that right there is the biggest push of where we think their cache of food and other mundane supplies are. Trades Ward for the... Mm -hmm. okay. Trades Ward and then the market itself. I, I can talk about the Castle Ward. Um, Sovereign and I have been leading a couple of the gauntlets uh, through there, trying to weed out all of the monsters still left. Um, and... Uh, there's there's a couple of places of uh, of note. There's um, well, there's Pierre Jean's palace. That's where uh, uh, Silverhand used to be, and we think um, although there's still creatures around this area, uh, we think this is where the treasury of items is acquired uh, for the Black Network. Anything from uh, the noble houses from the Sea Ward and the Castle Ward were uh, taken here because it is probably the most fortified place uh, besides the Castle Waterdeep. Which is here. And then Castle Waterdeep is here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> a note, as Darden speaks back up, of Castle Waterdeep, we're almost certain that they're definitely using the old um, prison and dungeon as a holding ground potentially for those that they take and don't execute, but also for goods, probably the most valuable. That makes sense. As it is nigh impenetrable. Um, the... Who is holding people there? I've been... Zentara. Sorry, Every, everything everything we talk about is Zentarum. Okay. We are we are hitting the Zentarum. Got it. Thank you. 
Um, Vajra will speak up and talk. Yeah. We have disturbing news of... In the epicenter of the Sea Ward. There's the House of Wonder. We think that's where new mages are being born. Being born or taught? Was uh, Vajra was not there for your theories. <laughs> um, no, it's imbued. <clears throat> arcane being imbued into someone, it is the darker side of the weave. Ooh. Okay. And that's uh. at this spot here? Yes. yes. And you know the House of Wonder to be the uh, Mistra's yep. temple. <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, Black Viper will speak up. We have many accounts of them smuggling in a new drug. Oh, imbued. By, by our discoveries, it was, they were making a new one from the old. Yes, but they're smuggling in the ingredients that they need for that. Mm. The, uh, and Istrid, yeah, something about that uh, amber dust Mm. prior. They found a way to Amplify it. Stardust, right? Yes, stardust. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's being mixed with Hanspear. Do I know what Hanspear is? You guys actually have learned this uh, information before. Uh, Hanspear is a drug that mages use to amplify their power but it kind of creates a glass cannon type of situation. Yeah, it destroys their body, and mixing it with the stardust has created it to where it makes the body more malleable. Yes. I remember that now. Uh, well, troubling mages, uh, I there's, know what faction I would send there. There's another uh, part of the castle ward. Um, it's just near the up... Uh, Outskirts are of, of the North Ward and the Sea Ward. It's right on the, the edge. It's the market. Uh, that place is a safe zone, but it's kind of, like, they're working their way down, and uh, that's part of, like, their new Sea Ward zone. We're talking kind of like an old ward. There's not really any wards anymore. Uh, yeah, it's um, Maloon will speak up. As we were saying earlier, the market's still active, but could be a good place to cause chaos, but... Will get there will be citizens. That's what worries me. In the crossfire, but it is a very very strong point, and they tend to their presence is very strong there. Uh, Kason speaks up from the shadows, leaned up against uh, the stone wall. And he goes, "Let's not get it twisted. What we're talking about is terrorism." No. In the market. It's not. 
what we're talking about is attacking where we're going to attack. We haven't decided yet, so it doesn't really make sense to call it terrorism because we don't know if there will be civilians where we decide. You're both correct. I rose by any other name. <laughs> I am worried about attacking the market in a flagrant way with magic and things like that. But perhaps someone who is able to focus their attacks should be going towards the market. Vajra will speak up and say, we've thought about that as well. Um, we've created a couple of teams, um, all specialized in what they do, and hopefully with your insight, we can uh, put them in, in the right spots. So I'm going to speak telepathically mm -hmm. and say, wherever we send the field ward, assume that Voss is going to take the most advantage of that situation as he can. If, he t if we send him to the docks, which is the place he knows best, he'll get complete control over it. If we send him to the market, he's going to take the majority of what he can back to the field ward. If we take him to the castle, then he's going to find the best goods and take it back to the field ward. And if we send him over to the, the mages, he's going to kill everybody he sees. Mm -hmm. Assume wherever we send Voss, Voss will take it as a tactical advantage. Absolutely. I have so we have to think about what, where we send him and how he will get the least out of it. Um, anyone who knows this answer, um, the supply cache in the trade sword that we're planning to hit, mm -hmm. is that civilian supply, supply caches or specifically for the Zentari? Everything is both. Ah. Bajra is saying, you have to understand the people that are of Waterdeep are under the protection of the Zintarum now, so. If we're honest, that's probably where, telepathically, sorry, mm -hmm. that's probably where we should send Voss because at bare minimum, the supplies will be better for the people. It gives less ground tactical advantage and the thing that he will truly gain out of it is better supporting everyone else. I, I worry that he would take the vast majority of it back to the field ward and then the city would be more reliant on him. I would send him to the sea ward. To the mages. He has to make best, him look bad? It has the best chance of the dealing with thing. the mages if they have those firearms. Um, in the silence... Then he's uh, looking at the map like yeah. she's really Yeah, everyone thinking. looks like they're <laughs> intensely yeah, studying. Yeah, understand. Um, Grecht uh, will say, uh, yeah, from what information we've gathered while we're looking over our fucking wall, um, we're going to need to hit more than one spot in the sea ward. That's the, the, you know, where they have the most people and stuff like that. So if we only have one location, whatever it's your, your house of wonders, doesn't seem very wonderful to me. Um, you know, they're going to have the most reinforcements there to back up. So we'll probably want to cause a little bit more chaos. And uh, Istrid here and I can, uh, you know, we can plant some explosions into any... Oh, no, we can take our Warforged. Uh, and uh, we'll have we'll have the Black Viper in, in, in case and send out and put some, uh, some explosive chaos in random locations. Is that what they're called? Warforged? I mean, they're automatons made for war. What the fuck would you call them? We've just been calling them the automatons, but... Or by their names. We um, called them Warforged. Very correct, correct. 
Or just call them people. My personally. My idea with what you just said was probably to send you to the market because your weapons are very loud. It would cause much bigger of a scene. That's where my head is at. And from what I've seen of those weapons being used, they're very targeted. So if they're in the hands of people who know how to use them, there shouldn't be many civilian casualties in the market itself. That's one option. Mm. Doesn't argue? I think sending them to the House of Gond. Wonders. Or House of Wonders, sorry. I think that makes sense. I mean, these weapons were basically made to fight mages. I agree. I'm not thrilled about it, but I agree. I think a lot of innocent people are going to get shot. And then, lastly, as Laurel speaks up, Mm -hmm. we have Colette Tower. And the alleyway where you have set up the designation, uh, which... It was in Black Cloak Alley. That might be a good place to set the forge, the people. Um, that, that's where we need to go. We're going to the alley, I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to the alley and then the tower. Because mm-hmm. we can get to Manchun through the tower. <laughs> Sure, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my brain can't look at it upside down. And what was, what was the name of the alley? God darn it. Wow. What, what was the alley name? Black Cloak Alley. Thank you. Holy shit, I remember something. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was going to say the bloody alley because. <laughs> no, no, no. Blood God. <laughs> right. Blood from the blood God. It's right here. Nope, it's right here. No, he got enough. Yeah. He's done. He's cut off. <laughs> he needs to pay his bar tab, okay, and then we'll serve him again. Yeah. I am right. incredibly worried about sending them to the house. Da, da, da. There we go. Okay, so here is the alley, and then the X is yeah. Colot Tower. So it's, it's real close by. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can and put my little guy. This is where so, the Honored Knight used to be. As you can see, so, it's very close. But so yeah, it's up here. hold on before you do that. Okay, so out of play, yeah. you have, there are, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams, not including you, so ten with you all. Yeah. Oh, good. You have, <gasps> first team, Merton Dernit. Oh, cute. Uh, you have, um... Okoria Stone Marrow uh, that Vajra speaks about. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and so sh- you've met one time, and it was the old dwarven mage uh, that works with the Magus and Protectors. She's the the head yes. of the Magus and Protectors Guild, and I, always has a shield guardian with her. Uh, so you have the mages, which uh, El Minister here is going to represent, because <laughs> uh, I don't have a. a uh, you yeah. have Renair and the Harpers. Hell yeah! You have <laughs> Salazar and Savra with the Order of the Gauntlet Knights. Oh, I love that many. You have Karnan and Kalane using their basilisk and painting monsters. Oh, 
Oh my god, that's a whole team. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you have Maloon, uh, who uh, basically uh, is leading the City Watch and Guard remnants, the veteran soldiers. Uh, you have the Black Viper and Kaysen. No additional troops. They set, can set explosives. Wow. You have Istrid, Gret, and the Warforged. And then you have the Doom Raiders, which will be Zaraj, Blaven, Tashlin, and the Sparrows. The Sparrows? Dabble's agents. The little spies. Yeah, most of them are very young. They are. Mm -hmm. Let's just take all the minis, shake them up, (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, let's see how bad of a plan that is. Yep. So, uh, it would also include... Well, who was it? Istrid Grecht. Yagra. Oh, and Yagra. Yagra. Oh, Yagra. Good. No. Mm I was wondering if Yagra was still with them. Yagra, oh, yeah. Yagra is technically a sparrow as well. Yep. Uh, was there only to translate uh, information. Um, sparrow meant spies. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Not as in Not just, child spies. <laughs> it was just easy to be like, hey, I'll pay you some coin if you tell me what you see. That's Using easy. Using the urchins of the city. <laughs> they are the best info gatherers. Believe oh. me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I selfishly want to keep Ishtred and Grecht with us. Because I want to kill them. <laughs> uh, this, you have right. ten teams and you have uh, one, two, three, four, yep. and then five, six, oh, seven, so eight, nine, on. ten places of interest. Yep. Okay. Uh, so and then team. we'll use... So I'm still Our shake and them up and throw. We'll use V's mini for the BFGs since Cat can speak. Yeah, so, so she's still with us. Are Mert and Dernan their own team? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm Dernan assuming so. Okay, cool. Mert and Dernan. Um, oh, yeah, level 20 adventures. <laughs> what are Mert and Dernan? Part of it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the Okay, that's the mage team. Renair and the Harpers. What? What are your strengths primarily? Uh, so going down. Um, ob- oh, you talking about Merton Dernan? No, oh, I'm okay. talking about uh, Renair and the Harpers. Stealth. So, yep. Stealth, stealth missions. Stealth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they they can blend into. They can mm-hmm. actually like look like Zentarum agents. The Harpers can be anybody. Yep. Oh, I think the Harpers should probably go to that that special store of stuff in the warehouses. Yeah, and you can That's send cool. multiple no, the, teams the to mul- like to the same location. Oh, okay. that, that being said, though, there's, there's I 10 locations. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Ethan, did you mean the this storehouse or the one? Yeah, that possible? one. Okay. I think, well... That's a good question. I think it should be one of those. I think one of those are the ones that will be hardest to get into. I was thinking about sending uh, the Harpers and Rainier potentially to Castle Waterdeep to get into the prison and free people while also collecting the items that might be kept there. I like that a lot. How do you feel? I really value your opinion on this because, Karina, you're... You don't have preconceived notions. Exactly, an emotional third party. (laughs) To be honest, I also don't know these places and these people, and I feel Mm -hmm. a bit like... 
participating means I'm choosing what hell to visit upon innocent people. Mm. And I don't... Everybody kind of living in a hell right now. I think that this is... But this will be hell of our own hand. That's, uh, that's adventuring, sadly. I know. Most, um... I'm just gonna go ahead and put us Laurel will speak up. Most of those left in the city are not really civilian. Most civilians are in the Sea Ward, and they are former what nobles there are. Also note that 75% of the city is still in ruins Mm. and rubble. So when I say the market, it is not the market as you remember it. You all see Vajra's very uncomfortable in this moment right now. Absolutely. I just feel you all are unfamiliar with me. I am a civilian. This is not my forte. I respect that. And because, um, just maintaining continuity for Karina's thought, she is still not visibly a druid because mm-hmm. she knows she's around Voss's people. Okay, yeah, just a mason worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Petunia, are we all in agreement that Rainier and these agents should be going to the prison to liberate and grab? I don't see why not. I think sending the Order of the Gauntlet and Salazar to the Dock Ward Mm. might not be a bad idea. That could be good. I I feel like... The Dock Ward seems to have the largest amount of area that needs to be covered, so one of the bigger groups needs to go there. Which is why I was considering Maloon and the remnants of the City Watch as a public show of force to reclaim the Dock Ward. We still have um, a small contingent in the Dock Ward still. Um, Mm. Old Sergeant, what's his name? Pain in the ass, just old and crotchety. Uh, (gasps) Cromley? No, 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 no. Blastwind? Nope. No. What is his name? He is the captain of the Dock Ward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got that. I've got that. He has a small, he has a small contingent still that's uh, that's there in operation. So could could give a little bit of uh, assistance. assistance once we we strike. Oh, hey, the dick. What's the circle up north? Up north, towards the field ward. That is the House of Wonders with all the mages being imbued with magic through Stardust. Vajra speaks up and goes. <laughs> Houston Staggett. Staggett, that's it. Staggett. Mm, I remember I that remember name. I remember him. Damn it. Don't. I got along with him. I so, didn't, but so, that's okay. I didn't get along with a lot of law enforcement for a long time. <laughs> so do we not have any where... Out of character. Do we not have any where circled northeast? It does not. Here oh, is... It's is, very hard for me to see yeah, the red okay. on the so paper. So this is Sorry. the north ward? This is where... You all like the be it like that's where the that, undead roam, and that's yeah. basically you all have secured the north ward to be completely fine. fine. Yeah, that's yep. why I'm I'm just checking. Yeah, we're here, here, yep, here, here, and then so yeah, that's here awesome. and so, then and then other locations. There's various points to hit in mm-hmm. the sea ward. 
Mm-hmm. And they can actually just be anywhere as long as they're spread out. Okay. <clears throat> My concern is... Public image-wise... What do we care about the people who are still in the city and what they think of us? Right now, those who are not here hate us. Mm -hmm. And I don't care because I am here to save and protect them. My point being... You see, Vajra is very uncomfortable and actually steps back from the table. And My thought process on this is, though... And just to reiterate what I was trying, mm-hmm, what Laurel mm-hmm. was trying to say, is not, I don't care about the civilians. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I don't no, care no. how they view me. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I'm trying to think of Still. how, I'm trying to think of how Karina would word it. I would like for our hard-won peace in our area to not become an immediate target as the only place untouched in the city, which turns all eyes back on us. So, so a back working working in farms, you do these things called controlled burns. I feel it would be useful to have at least some small, heavily controlled, no uh, real issue attack in our own area. And a note on the north ward: the only civilian like people are in your alley. The rest of the ward is wasteland, wasteland filled with undead which aiden controls so or undead which is or the undead which is the former yeah. city watch yeah no of, karina's just saying red. make make a show of something yeah red. in this area so everyone who just got hit doesn't turn and immediately look at us yeah and move yeah red. but uh, there's hold on a second sorry, <laughs> sorry. it's okay the alley is also under a like 10th level illusion spell to look like rubble. Oh, I'm not saying attack the alley. I'm saying it might protect the people of the alley better Blow if it looks building. like, yeah, if it looks yeah. like everywhere got hit. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that yeah, yeah. Karina knows that. Yeah, Kar- Karina understands that, especially walking around the area yeah. and seeing it. That's why she's saying, yeah, blow up a building so it looks like it was everywhere so people don't go, hey, they were untouched. What's yeah. going on over yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. To keep eyes off. Mm-hmm. Ren will look to you. <laughs> yes, Asia. <laughs> Could, would you guys be willing to pop out of the sewers, blow up a building, and pop back down? How much you got? 300? Nope. All right. Uh, in everyone's head, we could potentially talk to uh, Zilpip and yeah. Aiden to disperse those into... Just I, I, I assume Aiden would be the best. Um, but uh, more so, I'm already going to be running thin just getting each of those teams to where they need to go. Okay, got it. And Vajra will speak up from, stepped away from the table, but still in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best if wherever we send these people, they get out of the sewers before you are at your location. We do not want to give, show our hand that we control the sewers. For those that are attacking the castle ward, that is in a a graver danger. 
Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Um, Renair will speak up. Uh, there are still some remnants of aberrations and hostile undead and blood spawns still in un- less explored rubble. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that teams could encounter those as well. Uh, just to let you all know who have not been in the city. Thank you. I, yeah. I would suggest Karnan and Kalane go to the market. They can stay tucked away while they're um, painting. Yeah. And for the first time, Karnan speaks up and goes, Kalane can control her monsters. When the hood is removed from mine, whoever looks into its eyes is turned to stone. Can you save him if you get rushed? Can you wait until... I'm letting you know that whatever civilian might be in the market... That can be reversed. Fixable chaos. How do you feel about it? I don't know. Wait, how do you feel about it? (laughs) I don't care. It'll add to my artwork. Listen, I I think Petunia and I think that it'd be better to put those two in a place where Karnan can do what he does best, Mm -hmm. is be the cudgel. We need to put him where things need to get hurt and a lot of things need to get hurt. I, I was just thinking that there's going to be a presence there to make sure business is ensuing. And they could stay in an alley and he will be there to protect her if they get discovered. That's, but that's taking half of the, their strength and removing it. He's, I've seen him, Petunia and I have seen him work. That guy can kick ass. I watched him scale a building casually, grab the rose out of a window, and then beat him nearly unconscious in two punches. That's true. All right, what about... Not, not to blow smoke up your skirt there, Karnan, but I mean, it was true. I mean, I could, I could show them what I can do right now. No, I think, I think we can, I can speak very clearly about Karnan's a big badass. We want, we, we should put them where we want a lot of destruction. All right, then I say we send them to the House of Wonders with the uh, Istrid Gret and the Warforged. <laughs> That's the first time you see Karnan like swallow real fucking hard. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you can tell he does not like that choice. Or not. But he's. Look, you can send me wherever you're going to send me, but two people against an army of mages. I actually. No, you'd be going with uh, uh, Istrid Grecht and their Warforged. Okay. All right. Uh, now, now, now uh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> but there was like, yeah, that. And Harold, for a moment, you saw what his real fear was. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. Yep. Uh, Martial class. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, it, it's a fear that you are, con- you are currently going through. Yep. And one that he has already lived. Yep. <clears throat> but when you say there will be multiple people, then he, that, that worry kind of washes away. What, what do you all think? I can agree with that. But with so many spots in the sea ward, yeah. 
I almost want to send the Viper and... Right, we haven't gotten Casey. to them yet. Let's... So, I'm, so the I'm, X's, I'm going... just, just to let you know, the X's is, are different locations mm-hmm. than the House of Wonder. I know. Okay, just, just um, so you know. I was planning on sending them because they're explosives, huh? and those could easily handle those building well, spots. Yeah, Black Viper and Kaysen are the explosives, so we could have them floating in the seaboard. Right. Um, and then have the um, uh, mage... Stone Marrow take the wizards to the dock, or not the dock, but the uh, market. They could do a lot of spells to cause a lot of chaos that won't actually hurt people. Uh, Merit will speak up. I'm not trying to throw a wrench into anything, but uh, if I remember correctly, I came onto the tail end of someone speaking about the Red Wing being back. Are we going to try and infiltrate that into our plan as well? Or, or does this big sign that Rin came in crying about all of a sudden uh, mean nothing when it's the old insurgents? We're planning or, to be there for that. What size do you wear? Uh, yeah, I think I'm a good medium. <laughs> Harold nods and like, all right, I'm sure we can find a way to work it all in. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first time we've ever heard that name last. Yeah, that, that's the first and last for the entire campaign. <laughs> it still sounded like he was angry. <laughs> you get one. Burped. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> no one will ever believe you. So, Maloon and the guard were going to the dock ward, right? Yes. Okay. I, I figured that would be a good show of force to show people that the watch is still around and they can meet up with the... Salazar and the gauntlet. Oh, they can meet up with the dock ward commander and his retinue. Okay, guard. we've also, right now, mm-hmm. we've got uh, Salazar and the gauntlet going to the dock, Maloon and the guard going to the dock, which makes sense because it's such a large area to cover. We don't want to, I don't think we want to stack as much as we're stacking right now. Well, we have let, ten- me, let me go through the list real quick. Um, we've got, uh, the mage team going to the market. Was that acceptable to everyone? The only concern I have with that is the people already hate us. If we send the mages to the market in a very open, flagrant display. But it's not, I I thought you said there's not a lot of civilians in the market. Then Vajra will speak up. They may not be civilians now, but they were civilians before. Okay. Understood. Wherever they go, they're going to have to cast around people. Well, that's that's their strongest strength. We can send them to the warehouse. I don't think, I think it's a good idea to have the mages helping people. You know, remind people that magic isn't all bad. No offense meant to our field ward folks. <laughs> they just chuckle. Um, all right, we'll come so back to that then. Renair and the Harpers are going to the castle. Mm-hmm. And we also have the palace. Yes. Uh, let's see, we can send... What was it, the palace? Uh, it's another goods store of All right, items. let's send the mange team to the palace then. I can get on board with that. 
close. Mert and Dernan, how would you two feel about going to the other warehouse? I know this city like the back of my hand. I'm fine with going anywhere. <laughs> okay. We've got Karnan and Kalein and Istrid and company going to the House of Wonders. We've got Black Viper and Kaysen floating yeah. through the sea ward, blowing shit up. I can agree with that. And then we have to place the Doom Raiders. I say we take them with us. Because we've mm. got everything else being hit at this point. We don't have the market being hit right now. Oh. All right. Doom Raiders take the market. I think we put Salazar in the market. We take the Doom Raiders and put them somewhere else. We could put the Doom Raiders in the dock. Salazar would be the most careful. I was about to say the yeah, Order let's, of the let's, Gauntlet. Let's switch that then. Doom Raiders will go to the dock. Order of the Gauntlet will go to the market. But then, but we, are we putting Maloon and them both in, or is that two spots there in the dock? There are two in the dock because it's such a large area to okay, cover. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. Then yeah, I agree. And where do you have Istrid and Grecht? Istrid and Grecht are going to the House of Wonders. Okay. That feels not good. They're, they're the most, over the bond, they're the most likely to destroy that dust when they find it. They're it also, is everything they hate. They're not going to use it. They're also most likely to slaughter everyone in that building. Well, even people who haven't been corrupted yet. Exactly. I, I don't think they'll kill people who aren't already mages. I'll go with them to the House of Wonders. We're probably we're probably gonna need you yeah. with us. We're going after Manchun while all this is happening. We we have fought a clone of Manchun once and he killed two of us. Istrid, <coughs> what is what are you guys going to do to the people in there if they haven't been majified yet? So you're saying just regular people that haven't been forced to become magic users? Correct. Offer them sanctuary, of course. All right. Then what about the people that were forced to be mages that maybe didn't want to be? Are they forcing are... people? I thought it was it's people were volunteering. No, I no. thought I thought people were... Some people don't fully understand the ramifications of the choice. Istrid, can I... What I... happened the last time that people used the dust? They're not very reasonable. I, They're not people anymore. Yeah. And that is unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's not even fair. like a. I don't know if. Just to c clarify for you, Karina, that's not a. Uh, like an anti mage sentiment. They really weren't people anymore. No, she knows. Okay, just making sure. Doesn't change her thought. Istra. Civilian to protector of civilians. Can I request a solemn oath from you regarding your part of this mission? She looks at you waiting. Kill only when attacked. I can't make that promise. Why? Because when attacked, fighting mages, that's explosions and more death. 
they're more likely to harm civilians than us. With what they become after they've ingested this I'm hearing drug. all of you. It doesn't change how I feel. I understand. Sacrifices are going to have to be made. Otherwise, the whole city is going to burn. We can't save everyone. We, we have can't. already been through this city and rescued it as many as we could. And anyone we find that is there not on their own free will, we will rescue and save. I assure you, most of those that we find aren't civilians. It's not about that. But fine, anything for people to stop talking to me like I'm stupid. We're not talking to you like you're stupid. We just want to make sure you understand the situation. I'm an adult, I understand. One of the oldest people in this room. But I understand where you all come from as well. I understand it better than you think I do. And I know how it feels to get rid of people that you feel deserve to be gone. I want to make sure that you will stay in check on this mission. I assure you, we have our orders. We have our mission. Above all and anything, Manchun must die. Don't let me find out otherwise. Okay. We've got our pieces in place then. That's everybody. Karnan and Colleen. Karnan and Colleen are going to the House of Wonder. Here, do you want the list? No, oh, we got it. Okay. I also just set the map. Real cool. <laughs> yeah, that is <clears throat> super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> We have two days yep. to get everything ready. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, I didn't really get the memo prior to writing the letter that's on me. <laughs> it's all right. It has to happen. Gather what you need. Within that time frame, do what you must to prepare. I'll have, kind of look, Ren, if you don't mind, um, I'll have word sent to the thorns to get those that we can. Be where you need to be. More than anything, though, this isn't kind of look, almost like looking to you, Krina. This isn't to maim and murder and kill. It is to cause distractions so that the main forces of Zintarum agents are sent to these areas so that you all can do what you need to do. What time? We need to coordinate a time. And we need to figure out how we'll the, all know when the time has come. The, the time is when you set it for the meeting. That's why I was looking at Harold. <laughs> oh. Uh, um, Tashlin will actually speak up at this moment and say, if I'm going to offer any advice, 
Zaraj is best when the sun is behind him. When it's in their eyes. Sounds good to me. Did you give a time? No. No, I uh, didn't think that far ahead. I was kind of scribbling. Was it sundown? Was it not sundown? Nope. No. Two days time at the place. That was it. Maybe maybe he's going to assume the same time he dropped That's logical. the letter off, which was in the... Uh, it was late what? in the night, right? No, no it was not. Oh. It was the middle of the morning. Yep. Which is about the time that you just suggested anyway, so... I suggested either day, either morning's light or dawn's dusk. So, morning's let's light. do morning's light then. He'll have a, he'll have people there all day. <laughs> he probably already has people there. Setting up traps, most likely. Yep. So that we'll need to scope that out. That also works for Zaraj because the sun will be rising. Yeah. As they're attacking. Yep. Everybody be careful. One more thing. If we want to make this scarier, we're going to need costuming. And I will lay out what the Red Wing costumes look like. I don't know how easy it is to find a tailor these days, but... Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure we got a medium for our boy Mert at least. Vajra will say, um, surprisingly we have a lot of the former guilds below, uh, around here, so we have abled hands, easy work for the small amount that we have, even though our small amount is not small in number. Maybe we can make it happen. If we can get everybody dressed up, it'll put the fear of the gods in them. <laughs> Mert will say, I don't know if we have, like, bolts of red fabric just lying a boot, but we have some mages, and we'll scavenge whatever red we got. Whatever we can get, we can get. I can handle my crew. I'll work on seeing if we can hit a couple stores of or potential fabric or illusion whatnot. spells. As Mert said, mages. Oh. Sorry. So we've got a plan. It's not the most watertight one, but it's the best one we've got. We have an opportunity here to take the mage out of the seat, at which point we can all start arguing with each other again, but I want everyone to take a quick look around this room right now. I want everyone to take a look at what it is we're doing. I want everyone to realize that as of right now, this is a very powerful alliance. And if we could keep our egos in check and maybe make some compromises here and there, this could maintain a very strong alliance between all these different groups, all these different ideologies. I want to remind everyone that nobody here need be enemies once everything is done. The city takes a lot to keep running, both halves of it field ward and the main city. I say halves, but you get the picture. Realistically speaking, it's like three-fourths field ward and one-fourth. The point is, we should take a look right now at what we have among us and really think about 
what the future is going to look like when this is done. I don't want this to be the last time all these very powerful people, all these very brilliant minds, and all these very charismatic personalities are all sitting around this table. When this is done, a lot of talking can be done. Maybe we can come to some conclusions together rather than look for the next fight. It could be a big step forward for Waterdeep. All of it. Just something to keep in mind. I also have you know that the Harpers have some inside infiltrators. Um, By the way, um, I sent y'all a message, but now, now that there's a break in the conversation, I'm going to go ahead and, and activate my third eye to see invisibility, just in case. And while Harold's talking about looking around the crowd, Petunia will actually look around the room just in case there's anyone else that they're okay. not aware of. Got it. Um, Harold, go ahead and roll an insight check. Why, I would be happy to. Can I insight too? Sure. 18? Um, 23. Um, and what was yours? 23. 23. You both see that the room is kind of divided into three parts. Yep. You see people that are very... Vajra hates all of this. She still sees even the people that gave up Waterdeep for Zintarum as civilians because they did what they had to do to survive. Mm -hmm. um, and there are other people in here that feel kind of around that same, there's people that are kind of riding the middle, which is you have to, sacrifices must be made. It is an ugly truth, but we will become out stronger. Um, and you see Laurel is kind of in that headspace as she's done this other times before, not with Waterdeep, but um, knows that you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. And then there's others that are looking, that look at things of being opportunity and don't really care if they hold the sign of the serpent, they've made their choice. They had another and uh, you can definitely tell that's kind of like the field wards feeling. Um, but they're not at odds with each other. Does it look like they're trying to stab each other in the back? Yeah, it's, it's, just, just, it's just like within the own, our own group. It's yeah. like we all have different feelings towards it. Yeah. yeah, I will also note that the places marked on the map are like Zintarum... Held areas of like like barracks that, that that house their troops, things like that. Like it's not like we're gonna blow up the theater that has a bunch of kids in it. Yeah, uh, no, there's none of, of that. Uh, like if if there are civilian casualties, it's definitely like oh no, this one person is walking across the street when they shouldn't be walking across the street. Oh god, now like that. Yeah. Anyone in this room who is within ten feet of me gets. Uh, the bonus to their saving throw and the uh, protection from being feared. Cool. How okay. far away is Vajra from you, from Seisha? I'd, I'd leave that up to Seisha if you wanted to be near Vajra uh, or not. Yeah, because okay. Karina has moved to stand beside Vajra, kind of picking up the vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. From Vajra's body language, she yeah. would have started moving to stand with her. And uh, you would have seen that anytime you brought up your arguments that she kind of like looked towards your direction. Um, uh, for your third eye, uh, 
there does not seem to be anyone scrying or anybody invisible. And know what you were talking about. That was <laughs> during the speech. That yeah. wasn't. No, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, in this room currently. There seems, nothing seems to be nefarious or amiss or uncounted for um, uh, of the people around you or anything like that. Okay. Um, let me think real quick. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about doing something else, so, but don't, don't okay. wait, wait on me. <laughs> um, Mert will continue and say, I do have some bad news from the people that uh, we have on the inside. We don't know what it is yet, but something was acquired of importance to Manchun from the Vault of Tear. What was that? As I said, we don't know. Great. Where's the crown? Crown was taken when... Yeah, that's, that's long gone. Okay. That, yeah. All of those. That, that got, got when the city mm-hmm. fell. And you see, you see Salazar kind of... No. Salazar, did you guys deposit that thing we gave you there? Yes, it was in... The Thakrathanks put it in the vault. It's, it's protected. Oh, we know what that is. Manchun got his hand. <laughs> what? What do you mean Manchun got his hand? That hand that's missing, that was what was put into the vault. If he took something, that's what it was. All right, so he's got his hand. Who gives a fuck? Why? It was very powerful, we were told. Or it's fucking sentimental. I don't fucking know. If it's powerful, it makes sense why it's in the vault. But, um... All right. Okay. That's interesting. Um, It's good to know, though. (gasps) Okay. For a legend lore spell, do you have to have the item when you cast it? No. Not to my knowledge. Let me check real quick. Petunia, do you have legend lore? Yeah. Can you legend lore Manchun's hand? I will, before, I'll let logic and history of things that you already know mm-hmm. understand where this will get muddy. Okay. How many Manchuns are left? So we need to be more specific. What about Manchun's Gathalan steel hand? I would do the I I would do the hand from the box. Huh? It's a way to differentiate it. Manchun's hand that was in the box. Isn't that his like actual hand? Yes. Like his biological yes. hand. Yes. Yes. So theoretically, if you say Manchun's hand, again. Well, yeah. This is where that's it gets so, muddied. That's so you, vague. You have to vague. specify in the box so that it's that hand specific. Not how legend lore works. Damn it. But also, legend lore operates off of how well known an item is. Mm-hmm. 
Mert doesn't know anything about this. And Mert yeah, it, about it may be something that's so old. Then it was known about known. at one point, but it's not anymore. I, look at the information I got previously. If it's not of legendary importance, we gain no information. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying it's muddy, and there will be a percentile roll to see if you get anything. I'm just letting you know. It, it was just the only way I could think of to possibly find out what oh, we're nice. dealing with, because if he gets something from it and we're going to be going and facing him, knowing what he gets out of it would be really helpful before we go into that room. Would talking to a dead version of Manchun you think be more... You think we get more straightforward answers? Would he actually answer us? If it's contact other plane, potentially. Well, th that spell's also going to get a little muddy because we don't know if the real Manchun is dead and all the other Manchuns don't have souls. They're all simulacrums or clones. True. So if the soul isn't on another plane, I don't believe it'll contact. I was thinking about doing a seance, actually. But if he's not dead, something else will come. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I use history. So I wonder if a history check mm. would show me anything. Uh, Vajra will speak up as you said that and goes, Actually, if I remember correctly, the clone spell, as it's typically intended, although history is a little muddy on how Manchun's worked, mm. but a clone is kind of like a safeguard resurrection. Your soul will transfer into the other clone. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a soul until he passes into it. Uh, Laurel will then speak up. Manchun is different. Hmm. He's in a muddy situation altogether. Manchun found a way to activate all of his clones at once. Hmm. Which led to the Manchun Wars. But that's old history. If you want, I'm, I, I think it'd be a wise move to try and get as much information before we know what you're walking into. Could I, because I'm thinking of how we've flavored my history mm -hmm. checks, can I try and history check the hand that was taken to check because uh, Karita doesn't know the situation. Got it. I will let you know you ask. Um, you do not get a reply. It's kind of like, you know how your memories work. Someone would have had to die in order for those memories to be obtained. So you know that there was not a death in that scene. Well, not so much a death occurring at any point around the hand. Or once the hand was obtained. That's... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm trying to think a history check of the hand in general. If he grabbed that hand and killed someone shortly after, I could see. And we're telling that you, we're, yeah, we're telling yeah. you there was not a death associated. That was what I was making sure yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, like like that. That is the clue, I guess I could say. Mm -hmm. So the first bit of information. Yeah, the, the lack there of information is information. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to do legend lore, just let us know. It couldn't hurt. Another question. I'm not as familiar. Do we know of any other ulterior planar beings Manchun has associated himself with? 
that are elsewhere? Generally, I think Manchun only associates with Manchun. I mean, he had to have gotten his power from... Well, that doesn't necessarily mean... Yeah. I, I think he's just a really good mage. Uh, again, that's a very muddled question. Severed hand is also different. Um, he had lots of dealings during the time of troubles as the dead three took mm-hmm. up residence in Zental Keep. And Vajra brings up, and I think you believe, I believe you told me that he made a deal with someone for blood at some point? Ah, uh, yeah, the rose, yeah. That was the whole thing. No, but right. where did he get it? What? No, mm-hmm. he got... He would have gotten it from, um, shit, what's his name? He's, he's a really, really big undead, and everybody who goes to his place never comes back. Oh. Um. Oh. What is his name? I remember a different Can name. I make a... Mm-hmm. It's like, can I make a check? <laughs> Intelligence is my dump stat. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, can I do it? Can I also? Oh. Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, uh, 19? Is it history or arcana? With advantage? Disadvantage. Disadvantage. This is to remember stuff. 18. Uh, She's asking if she could history that. Uh, 16th. She wasn't there. You can history that, but Vinley gets, like, especially with who this is and who it relates to, it is Larlock. Larlock. I was thinking the Nightmare Candy. Yes. But Larlock. Yes, Larlock had it. Which means Manchun went there. Or someone went there. He got it from the Rose, or the Rose got it from him? Manchun's one of the only people who have ever come back from Larlock's castle. The Shadow King. The Shadow. Shadow nightmares, same difference. (laughs) Yes. Yes, him. Oh, that's not good. So we could talk to him, but I do not advise that. I don't either. So you want to try that legend lore? <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, you, you I mean, seem it, troubled it, about this. N- no, I'm I'm not necessarily troubled. Just thinking of all of my options and if I have that spell prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? We also have two days to prepare, so. True. I may need to do it tomorrow. Because it's not a ritual That's and I, no. I don't have it prepared. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Um, let us know what you find out. Sure. Uh, Renair will speak up. Uh, I'll see what I can find out from... I'll, I'll see if we can get word to our contact. But, and he'll look to you, Harold. You remember her as she was there at our last time seeing each other. I believe you've had several dealings with her. I want to, out of play, I, I lost track of what we were talking about. What, what, what uh, was... said, I'm, I'll see if I can get word to our contact who, who they have on the inside. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember her, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great news. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to within two days, but... It's a, it's a tight schedule. I mean, like, if we can, we can, and if we yeah, can't, that's but okay. Maybe I can find out exactly what... Mert goes, Her... My contact isn't a her. Who do you have? Harper Code, you don't tell secrets. He just, Renair 
And uh, Vajra will speak up. You know, well, if this is um, the ending of this meeting, I would like to go to the alley with you all. Mm-hmm. You're always welcome there. I would I also just want to remind everybody one last time. Look at this table. Look at the people around it. Think about what we can make this in the future if we were all still sitting at this table. Just and then just, just, speaking out. We're adventurers. Yes. Oh, you finally yes, admitted it about yourself, Salazar. I'm so proud. <laughs> of we're you. saving. We're, we're saving the city. Yes. We're adventurers. Yeah. Absolutely. Salazar. I'm an adventurer. Just so. You are. Just so everybody is aware, that blood was the last essence of a god. So. And Karnan will say, yeah. And the Rose fucking drank it and then turned into a god himself. Oh, the Rose got it. I thought you meant me. Oh, yeah, no, he was. Yeah, that's what happened there. The Rose chugged. And then it turned into a god and then it. I feel much better now. Manjun Manjun did get it. And And then then he made a deal with the Rose. Rose in order to. Have control over the city. Yep. Oh. Well, now I feel terrible. Oh, yeah. Great. Good. What happened in that meeting? Hopefully, a lot happens this meeting too. All, All right. right. So yeah. So I think that about does it. Um... Istra, do you paying for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyways. Tell him hi. Hopefully, uh, I'll see you in three days. <laughs> that's that's the hope. Well, yeah. Sally says, no, it's it's two days. Uh, we're, we're two days and then a and day then, to meet up yeah. afterwards. Like we're all alive still. Oh, we're going to be fine. Absolutely. Thank you, Salazar. Uh, Salazar's not allowed to do anything because I don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> he actually has to stay in the alley and protect the yes. bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. He's, he's, he's an adventurer. He needs to be out not there. We're not making the rolls. Yep. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. And with that, uh, the meeting is dispersed. Um, I go up to... Uh, I forgot her name already. I'm so sorry. But I go Tashlin? Tashlin? Yeah, Tashlin. Sorry. And I tell her goodbye personally and make sure that she, everything's okay there. Um, Tashlin will look at you and say, <clears throat> I didn't bring it up in the meeting. Mm. But if you get black milk in a wound, you cut it off. Understood. And then she'll nod and walk away. I would like, real quick, just real quick, to try to approach the Black Viper. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, like, approach her and be like, yeah. I awkward here, me being talking uh, to you. But here we go. Um, you, I know very little about. I just know how important you are to my friend Voss. May I ask you a personal question and you don't have to answer at all? How do you two know each other? We go way back. Insight. Wait, can I hear that? No, no insight. I, I definitely think she's telling the truth. Uh, I will kind of nod and be like... Telling the truth. When it comes to... 
his nature, which as I think we can both agree, can be a little intense occasionally. What are your feelings on then to now? She thinks for a moment. I was there when he lost his way. I was there when he took his first life. But I believe he is working his way back to amend his sins. I really hope so. I appreciate the time, genuinely. I will give I will give her like almost like a playful half bow, like you know, very bard like. And then we'll close uh, her eyes behind, yeah. the, behind <laughs> the mask. Yeah. <laughs> and then I will say, I do I really do appreciate it. Uh, have a safe trip back and I guess uh, we'll talk soon. Nod and then turn kind of going with Istrid and uh Kaysen and Gret. Istrid, mm-hmm. tell him hi. Just keeps walking. Uh, Greg, you... are you paying for lunch? Is that what's happening? Who's paying for lunch? <laughs> he gives you the middle finger. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, and, uh, uh, hold uh, on, I got, uh, I got something for yeah, you. Yeah, I got the tip. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll throw a nib. <laughs> I'll catch it, and I will hand it to Petunia. Thank, thank you. Trust me, it, it'll... <laughs> It'll come back in more ways. <laughs> uh, and for anyone that doesn't know what a nib is, it is a single copper piece. Yeah. Um, you see uh, the Guild of Thorns not really ushering people right now as they are acquiring the two bodies. Yikes. Yeah. It is a very, very somber, very upsetting moment uh, for those that are giving them up, but they understand what must be done. Um, and Vajra then looks to you, Harold, and goes, should they be wearing, wearing red? Mm-hmm. No. I, no. Because I... we don't want them to think that there's something getting the upper hand on Red Wings people, do we? It could just mean that the people who dropped off that letter died. If you, especially if you tell them you I, encountered them close to the I, stadium. I, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel comfortable dressing them in red. This is already grim enough. I think the message will get across regardless. Vajra just silently nods her head. You're free to take them, Ren. Uh, you see um, a dwarf come in um, and uh, kind of pulls out a small little like trinket and clicks it, and it kind of pops out into a gurney, throws the, the two on uh, as a uh, tiefling <laughs> takes it from the other side, and they kind of carry them out. Um, what were their names? 
follow. You're not a follower anymore. Devin's little head shake like you, motherfucker. Hold on. And Vinley takes out her book of the dead. You're given two names. Yeah. Moving on. You are given two names. Uh, Rebecca and Stacy, Lyle. <laughs> Names are Kirsten and Molly. <laughs> um, but while I'm looking this up, um, you are free to work your way into the sewers. If there's nothing impeding you uh, of, of your own personal choices, you guys can easily make your way back to the alley. I have one question to ask Vajra before we leave. And I have one for Laurel. Okay. And Vajra's coming with you. I know. Okay, great. Um, We are masters of before we leave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. Vajra, um, quietly off to the side. Is there a chance that Master uh, Morali is still with us? We have a plan to do something with the grander scheme that I think that she would be able to assist us with, perhaps. That's different. Oh, are you doing this off to the side? Off to the side. Okay. Uh, Morali's still with us. Mm. I was probably going to send her with the mages. Absolutely. This will be something that happens in the next two days in preparation. This is in not dealing with this situation. Okay. In the grander scheme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever you need. I'll, I'll speak with her. Perfect. Um... Sisha can explain a little bit more, because it's her plan, but we're planning on attempting to infiltrate someone's mind. Dreams. Which is in their mind. No. We are planning to infiltrate someone's dreams within their mind. If we go through their mind, we're going to run into him. We have to stay out of what's perceivable. A dream isn't real. There's no perceiving a dream because it's not real. If we go through his mind, we're going through something real. Dreams can be very real. Dreams can be very real. Dreams border the ethereal, I believe. I'm not really versed on that side of things, but... I I just know that the last time we went through a mind, we ran into him. And he used us. I feel like... What are you trying to acquire from these dreams? We want to talk to him and get to know him. Learn about him. To know that, you have to know their memories. We were going to use the dream spell. I understand, but... As... When you walk the dream... It can become real. Just know that. Well, that forks that idea then. Uh, why? Because if it's real, he can perceive it. I perceive my imagination, Seisha. <laughs> He's going to perceive us. I was thinking we could get the master of divination to assist us in safeguarding. The- The problem is we only have one necklace of obfuscation. And that's got to go to Mama. She can cast... We can have another mage cast a protection. Okay. Of non-detection or whatever it may be. Okay. um, To protect those that are warding over those that are sleeping. 
I just don't want to put people in danger if we can avoid it. We'll do this everything is, we can. This is a terrible idea, and I fully recognize it. Do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's going to benefit? Yes. Then it's worth it. Uh, and Laurel will put her hand on your shoulder, kind of listening to this conversation. The first advice that I'm going to give you moving forward, trust those next to you. Don't fight against them. As she looks to Vinley. Sorry. And you see Vajra kind of swallow that knowledge as well. Uh, and you learn the names are Dimuwe, Delta Song, or Nimuwe, Delta ah! Song. Sorry. Nimuwe. 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 And Solson Stormbringer. Okay, Solson. Salsa? Solson. Uh, okay, Salsen Stormbringer? Correct. All right. And uh, any, you said you want to talk to Laurel? Yeah. Okay. Um, just kind of off to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this has to be really hard. You're making a lot of sacrifices. And I just wanted to tell you that I recognize what's happening and I get it. It is not something that I am unaccustomed to. It is something that must be done. And it is something that must be done in order to get you and your group to complete what it is you're doing. Because there is no one else who can save us or this city than him. I know. He is the only one. I just, I wanted you to know that somebody understands and supports you. Sometimes it's just nice to be reminded. It's not easy making choices like you've had to make. It is not me you need to worry about. And Sasha glances at Vajra. She'll nod. Just kind of without even saying the words you yeah. understand. Just because someone looks strong doesn't mean they feel okay about everything. I sympathize with it. Take care of yourself. See you in three days. <laughs> Is there anything you all need down here? Shakes her head. Okay. Okay. Is there anybody, anything anyone else wishes to do before we leave to go back to the tavern? I would like to do a shopping episode. <laughs> Great. Everything's closed. Shit. <laughs> shopping episode done. <laughs> Um, 
But there's a it's just, rocks it's just an here. hour of walking up to shops going, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn it. Um, and uh, Renair will will accompany you all back. That's who said it. Yes, it was Renair. How tall is Fajr? Five ten. Uh, somewhere, yeah, somewhere around. Oh yeah, so she's she's on up there. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> Deciding if you crush. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Karina. Karina's. On same wavelength as Vajra, so I'm yeah. just gonna like hook arms with her, except for Karina, that's this. Yeah. <laughs> so. I can cast fly on you if you want to do that. <laughs> I can cast on myself. I'll just be a dragon the whole time, and then my cover's blown. <laughs> as we're going through the sewer, I want to keep an eye out for anybody watching us. Uh, through the sewers? Yes. You notice that as it has been time and time again, the only people that may you may run into are Guild of Thorn members. It seems that when the, the discussion they had earlier, they made a deal with Manchun mm-hmm. as mercenaries, mm-hmm. as that's what they are. Yeah. They are a guild for hire. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you have a sewer, like people sneaking through your sewers problem? Right. We'll take care of it right. for you. Right, I'm I'm more interested in if anybody from Voss's team hung out in the sewer. Make a perception check. I just assume they're everywhere. I'm just a little mason girl, what do I know? <laughs> wow, the sewer's paved with such beautiful stone. You can read the whole time like, Perception. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, dirty twenty. Don't see anybody. Okay. Damn that black viper. She's I'm so thinking. stealthy. I still got my eye, my and third Kesa. eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more worried Petunia about. But brought Kesa. up, she still has her third eye. Yeah. Okay. No one invisible. Cool. 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 Karina mm. keeping up the thing by. Look at this grout. This is awful. Look at this grout. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you sewage? say that my tiling's complete? Scrout <laughs> <This crowd> shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it actually is. We're in the sewer. No, look at it. So you see those little pockets uh, of air? That's how you know they mix sand in. Uh, and sand's not a proper uh, binding right. agent, but it is cheap. You all beach. work your way through the uh, sewers, and you're able okay. to uh, find yourself at the alleyway, and you see that a lot of the day has been burned away now. Um, you uh, already had your uh, discussions in the morning. Um, you then uh, encountered Manchun at the Field of Triumph and then made your way un- into Undermountain where you had this war room meeting, which took several hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that it is dusk. And let's go here and do this. Um, As you enter back into the alleyway, you see that the entire street is laden with um, flower petals. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see that there is a bunch of, uh, like, cut out, like, people figures of different sizes, varieties. Some have horns, some are short and small. Uh, you see that a lot of this is um, probably created by children 
uh, and they all have names on these figures. Uh, you see a lot of personal candles in windowsills, um, and the immediate feeling that you're struck with is sadness, but it isn't like debilitating sadness because a lot of people here are telling stories of the people that are no longer on this world. All the people that were lost, not just in the cataclysm, but in the year. And a lot of it, you hear laughter, you hear cathartic crying. That was a choice. Um, um, you hear both cathartic laughter and cathartic crying. People are mainly focusing on the memories and the fun stories, whether they be embarrassing or happy or things like that. It's no one's bringing up the times that they fought, the times that they were uncomfortable or that they always think of the times that they miss. And as Karina has come to learn, the memories that live on and you learn that people die twice. And that is when they actually die and when they are forgotten. Um, and you see that it is just a myriad of cultures and worldly beliefs, whether it be uh, religious or non-religious or just um, cultures from different regions of the world all coming together, bringing their own versions of how to celebrate this day. Uh, it is both beautiful and heart-wrenching. And if there's anything that, any stories you guys would like to tell, or if you just would like to sit and listen. Uh, I definitely think Vinley goes around and collects names. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. She spends a while doing it. So she she cross-references it with the names that she already has as well. Say so she goes up to her room. Okay. The door. I'll sit and listen. Petunia will do the same. Karina goes. I'll to sort the of sit next to Petunia. Karina goes to the top of the building alone. Okay. Um, you'll see that there are the Asterian order up there, um, but they'll give you your space and peace, whatever you need. Renair and V go off to have a conversation. Ooh. Yeah, they do! <laughs> you did that on purpose so that she would have to roleplay that scene later. <laughs> I can't wait for that. I know, I know. It's the romantic in me. <laughs> Thinking, talking about things that have died. Uh, <laughs> but not forgotten! Mm. Sorry, Renair. Um, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is, yeah, like Evan said, there's just this story 
and spend as much time as you want listening, sharing, whatever. I don't think Vinley goes inside until she feels like she's either exhausted to the point mm -hmm. she's going to fall down, she feels like she's gotten all the names from everyone in the alley, or... Dabble, <laughs> Dabble tells a tale that he's not allowed to tell but doesn't use the names and says it in a way that is some a story that he's heard before. Mm. Uh, and then there's an, a name added to that list as he, although fuck that guy, uh, talks oh. about um, Schemo. Mm -hmm. Vinley realizes that Fuck that guy, but I haven't written his name down yet. Yeah. And she writes his name down. And Davil, although in the end, had to turn against a friend, and you see when he's telling this story, there's the emotion of like he's having to do it again because he's thinking about Istrid. Mm. Um, and even Voss, because for a time, like Voss was a friend. Uh, and he thinks about how you can tell he's thinking about how he lost Schemo and what he asked you all to do. Um, but those are not the stories he tells stories. He tells is how Schemo was a little shit, mm -hmm. uh, but always found a way out of things. Um, a lot of times with Greece, as you know, that he was the team's alchemist. <laughs> yeah. <Little man. laughs> My arcane romance. Explains why he was killed by a fireball. <laughs> uh, and uh, is it star or sky? I always get them mixed. Sky, up. sky, sky, mm -hmm. sky speaks about their brother. Yep, star. I write down star's name because I haven't written down yeah, star's did. name. You did. I wasn't Are a sure? follower of Dragal at that point. Okay. No. Um. And uh, trying to think of. Any other poignant people that have been lost along the way, but if I've forgotten them, um, their stories are still told. How's the bird lady doing? She oh uh, of, of Zephyr's post yeah. still fine, still chilling Vinley out did. in the yeah. I think Vinley checks on her like every day of like okay, just tending to her birds. Mm -hmm. Oh okay, I didn't know if you meant like an elderly aracocra or like oh, a no. bird lady. <laughs> <laughs> Like um, a bird lady or a bird lady? <laughs> uh, Zephyr's post uh, was how the alley sent out letters across um, the the city. He could still be a bird lady. He could still be a bird <laughs> lady. Better to run a postal I'd service. I'd like to wait for Jonathan to arrive, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if there's no stories that you all want to uh, tell. Um, you can actually not gonna. She's not gonna talk about anything, but she is going to sit with um, some wire and fashion a ring for okay. her ring finger. Okay. Uh, Petunia will. Um, this will be probably after everyone's sort of filed. You know, the the crowd has dispersed a little bit, but she'll have had the journal that. Uh, say she gifted yeah. Petunia. Um, She's been like flipping through things a little bit, and she'll look over to Harold, and she will sort of hesitate to say something, 
And she'll go, um, I know I'm still technically here. You've already confused me. And <laughs> I, I... Can you, while we're telling stories, can you tell me one I won't remember? Oh, yes. Oh, man, where do I even start? It doesn't have to be. How, how, can I tell you my favorite? Sure. Okay, so I don't like, remember all of them. Right? <laughs> sure. I've, I've been through a lot, <laughs> right? We went through a lot. Um, but this is my favorite story. Uh, and it was yours, too, for a really long time. Um, oh, no. We were, uh, you were in your bookstore, uh, and we were about to uh, go on a mission. And I can't remember which one it was. I just remember it was like, at the time, that was the biggest thing we'd ever done. Whatever it was we were doing, we realized, or we had just done it. It doesn't matter. That should go to show you how amazing this memory is to me. But we, uh, <laughs> this might be a little awkward, but you know, I think it'll be fun for the story. So just hang with me, okay? I promise. Uh, I realized at that moment that it was only a matter of time before a giant stepped on me or a fireball exploded in my stomach or I, you know, got lobbed out of a catapult. And I realized that before I would go sailing through the air attached to a rock, there was something I had to do. And so I mustered up more courage than I ever have in my entire life. And I walked into your bookstore. And we had a very calm conversation about, I was barely listening because I just hear my, all I could hear was my heart in my ears, just pounding, pounding, pounding. And, uh, out of the blue with no sort of timing or eloquence or theatrical delivery, I just sort of blurted out that I love you. And I had never up to that point so earnestly felt something so important to me and not made some kind of enormous deal out of it. It was... It does seem unlike you. Everything about us was sort of... seemed unlike me, but then I realized you brought out the real me behind all the facade and all the jokes and the mask and the purple and all the stories and when I was around you, <laughs> I was just me. And in that moment, that was the first time in some time that I felt very normal. And there was something magical to me about how you didn't have a facade. You didn't have some big to do, you weren't trying to impress anybody, you never have, you just worked a bookstore, you're a very talented wizard, but even that, you, you never got anything flashy, 
except for maybe color spray. Sometimes I'm still getting the glitter out of my eyes. The point is, <laughs> when I told you I loved you, it changed me forever. And even though you don't still have that memory, I'm still changed by that specific moment because it meant so much to me and so much to you. And even though now it's a story for you, it's the most formative thing I think that's ever happened to me. Wow. That's, um, that is really beautiful. We're like, I should not say that. <laughs> I just went into uh, the, the the usual. I guess before we before we start getting into the nitty gritty of planning and preparing and things like that, maybe I can sort of bring back a little bit of that me um, night. And I mean, you can do with this what you will, but I feel like I would have wanted you to have this. So, I mean, I have it for a reason. I don't remember why I got it, but I got it. So, and she will like, she'll go through her bag and she will pull out the iron and gold ring with music note filigree things around it and sort of just be like, I... This makes a lot more sense now. If I could be, if I could be a little dramatic myself, and he will reach into his pouch, and he will remove the ring he got for her. How about this? And you can see the tears in his eyes. How about this? We're gonna trade these rings right now. We'll have to get them resized, I'm sure, if we ever plan on wearing them. If we can both remember why we got these rings, and we'll trade them back. And I'll wear this one. You'll wear that one. You can get a chain for it. Well, we'll get them resized. There's magic. Maybe down the road, we'll hold on to them because we knew what they were for. I think that'd be sort of beautiful. And if that never happens, it adheres to a lifelong friendship. Fit. I think I'll hold on to it right here for now. <laughs> Mine's almost a bracelet, but I can. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't know your size. I'll make sure I don't lose it. You're the best, Petunia. No matter what happens, I always will have a deep amount of respect for you. And in one form or another, I will always love you too. I love you too, Harold. 
<laughs> Sorry to put that on you. It just seemed appropriate somehow no. in a weird way. Twin no, babies. I think he was the right call. Let's give her what these rings are for. And you both feel an arm wrap around you. <laughs> oh. I'm so glad that at least you two are still doing great. <laughs> Uh-oh. Who is this? It's Renair. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Aww. That was... That was awkward, but, I mean, it's fine. But, I mean... Bless her. I mean, I just... It's It's fine. I'm yeah, fine. Right yeah, now. why don't you sit down and talk about it, buddy? <laughs> and but it's fine. I glad you. I mean, there's you. It's 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 all great. I, how have you been? <laughs> and I think that is a great <laughs> yeah, time that's a and the perfect break. spot to take a break. Oh my god, Renair! Renair, the running gag of him in the most awkward situation. Renair is the king it. of awkward. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Yep. God. Okay. Uh, if you haven't entered hashtag Eldritch, do so. You know, do so now uh, for your chance to win a fifty dollar gift card at the end of the show, uh, and we'll see you guys soon. To Eldritch Foundry. Eldritch Foundry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we'll be back in about twenty five minutes. Uh, uh, interview with James Davy, uh, Velvet Lodge. Well, I uh, gotta admit, I never saw that hand coming. I mean, three bronze dragons. Psh, I almost regret having to finish this story, but I think you've earned it. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, just in time. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Surprise! <laughs> For everybody catching up uh, and tuning in just now, uh, the party did a lot of planning in the war room in Undermountain uh, of where to put uh, insurgent teams to cause distractions and uh, disperse the Zentarum across the city so that... The BFGs can hopefully infiltrate Colat Towers if the first meeting place plan does not go correctly. Um, after that, they realized the room was kind of divided on all of the feelings, but knew what must be done. Uh, they then returned to the alleyway where everyone is celebrating the Feast of the Moon Festival in remembrance of all of those that they have lost either in this past year, which most people are mourning, or any person that they would like to remember um, from their past. And um, there was a very sweet moment where Harold and Petunia uh, traded, for now, friendship rings. Of... <laughs> You're not even wrong! <laughs> <laughs> They're purity rings for the Lord. <laughs> you gave her a promise <laughs> ring. In, in hopes that if they remember... Uh, why they got the rings for each other that hopefully they can gift them back for what they mean or keep them as remembrance of their friendship. Um, but as that, and then Renair chimed in. Uh, so glad you guys are together and happy because that was awkward. Um, but <laughs> amongst the masses, uh, Karina, you see Vajra Safar and she's holding the broken staff. And you see it is only probably this much, and it's mainly just the head mm -hmm. that's left bound in leather 
um, and you can see it is cracked and broken along, and the leather is there to hold intact what little she still has. And she's just kind of mouthing a couple of names to herself and thinking about um, everything that's transpired, and then she looks up at you, and uh, a smile kind of creeps across her face. And she'll actually get up and come to where you are. You know, I know a lot of the BFGs. Some more intimately than others. Finley is a Force Grey member. You can... What's your passive insight? I know it's pretty oh. good. Uh, yeah, 37. it's... 37. <laughs> 19. 19, yeah. Uh, no rolls, because she's kind of wearing her emotions on her sleeve right now, where mm-hmm. where you've met her before, um, and anybody else that would be used to seeing her, she was that, I have to put on the image of a leader, I have to shoulder all of these burdens, and right now that just everything that's happened in the past couple of months has become too weighty mm-hmm. and so she can't hide she can't mask yeah. anymore um she thinks about saying force gray and just kind of scoffs and shakes her head what i just uh the force gray is uh, an organization that i was in charge of to of the elite people of Waterdeep that so chose to be its protectors would protect it. And now they're either dead or gone, or scattered to the winds, and I am a leader of a broken staff and a broken tower in a broken city. I'm a leader of people that don't exist anymore. You want to sit with me? It's actually why I came over. It's on this day of mourning, I don't know about you or where you came from, and I'd like to hear some new stories. Well, firstly, you know I can do magic with the rest of them, but as far as anyone in that room's concerned, I'm just a wee little mason girl uh, because Voss is weird about mages and I would like to get the jump on him. You'd make a good harper. I don't know what that means, so I'll take it as a compliment. No, I, I came from a world where... What race is Vajra? Vajra is human. You okay. see that she is uh, that, uh, like, honey, dark skin mm-hmm. uh, with the, the kinked hair. I come from a place where no one looked like you or Venli or Seisha or Harold. Everyone kind of... A world of dwarves? No, no. Uh, more like Salazar, my... Best friend was a minotaur. My friends were tieflings and tabaxi and loxodon. And yeah, pretty much everybody was like that. It's very weird seeing people similar to me. Humans were the minority. They were non-existent. You see her eyes kind of go wide at that statement. They, well, they started coming in very little they didn't they didn't like our place we were uncivilized uh 
civilization has nothing to do with who you are as a people, but who you are as a mindset and what you do together. Yep. And I never did any adventure and just me and my friends kind of traveled about. We, we were all kind of misfits from families that were rich or influential or a group of black sheep, if you will. And we would go to luau's, we would go to casinos, we would go to sports games, and we had this library. Uh, you and your, everything I've seen at Blackstaff, you would have loved the library. It was called the Great Library of the North. It was run by this very old, blesser ratty dragon named Kelzerana. And she hoarded books and had the kindness in her heart to share it with everyone. The building was 20 stories tall, all kinds of books, even sections of just anyone who wanted to tell a story and wanted to put it on a shelf for others to read. They were welcome. And we had this building called the Crystal Archives, every floor carved from pure crystal. So you're, her mind kind of shaking. No, 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 that's, that's here. If I remember, Vinley briefed me on a city called Rymanthian. There was a library. All of the floors were glass. Everything was etched on oh. crystal. Oh, this is, no, the crystal archives are, they found deposits underneath the library of gems, but they were huge, big enough that you could carve a room into it. And that was where we stored all of our treasures, all the, it was like a museum of sorts. You know, the Emerald level had a lot of, had a lot of things from, you know, the locals, you know, like the smartest elder of the whole village, his staff would be in the Emerald level. But when you got down to the diamond level, that was where Kelzerana lived but she would guise herself as a tabaxi and walk around. So we just had this old ratty cat librarian forever until some adventurers caused a ruckus and we found out she was a dragon. <laughs> mm, staves, <coughs> staves, wands, powerful artifacts. See, she's looking at mm -hmm. a broken one. I was an adventurer for a short period of time. Bless you. Um, that's where I ran into that one. And you see she's looking over at Rainier. Uh, as he uh, walks away. Um, and, uh... She's like, oh, thank God, he's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Maloon, or Dragon. Mm -hmm. And, um... She pauses for a long period of time. You see... Her just... Not trying to remember, but she is remembering. Mm -hmm. A series of things. And Samark... can't speak to him anymore. I understand. Samark was the former Blackstaff. 
And where is your ring currently? On my ring finger. Are you married? I don't know. We never got that far, but I like to think that we could have. And I mean, I... the wedding's all pomp and circumstance anyway. If you're married in your heart, you're married. If they were still here, I mean, if I could still hear his voice. She's looking at the staff. Lagan. Samark. Ashamon. Krellin. Kiriani. Sara. All gone now. I guess I can... I can hope that they're ushered to the plains. Wherever they may be, finally see, finding rest. No longer beholden to answering my silly fucking questions. That's always the thing we remember, isn't it? All the dumb things that we thought were a waste of time. All those moments that maybe if we could scrap all those moments, we could take that time for things that mattered. I can't fix this, but Calvin could, but I don't know if if he did, if their souls would be reinstilled into their staff, and then again, I don't know if I'd want them to. For years, people have told me and whispers throughout the city that I was too young, too naive to be given this power. And a lot of times I think they're right. I don't think there's ever a time where people are satisfied with gaining with others gaining power, you're either too young, or you're too old, or you're too inexperienced, or... I saw the way you were talking at the meeting, and if experience makes you cold, I don't know if I want to be like that. I don't either. I think. Don't get me wrong, I understand what must be done, but... Just because they chose an easy route to be saved does not make them any less of what they once were. No, it doesn't. And when Waterdeep fell, I was so angry. Angry that we had to leave. There's nothing, nothing you could have done. Even if there wasn't, sometimes just have to respect that it's infuriating no matter what the outcome is I can tell you I'm Laurel and I are just as infuriated as are all of the Order of the Staves and Steel we were here we still feel powerless so you and the rest of 
The BFGs went out and you made progress. We did, but... I have a differing perspective from them that I think sometimes they don't have the ability to fathom, to understand how it feels to feel abandoned by adventurers, how it feels to see powers that could have saved people that you've seen throughout your life time and time again. I, from all my life, would have been someone abandoned in Waterdeep and bless it, I can't run for shit. I would have died in Waterdeep and I know that intrinsically deep within my soul what I would have been if I didn't have the privilege of these friends because that's what it is. My mere proximity to these people is why I'm alive and that feels so unfair. You say that, but I can also tell you that as a former adventurer, and then more so as the Blackstaff, as I said, supposed to protect the city, and people always saying that I was not good enough, that even watching Laurel Silverhand, there's only so much we can do. We can't answer every prayer. We're not the gods. We can't save every life I just have to remember that I'm doing my best. And I try not to forget why I'm doing it. I don't want the knowledge that I can't save everyone to ever stop me from trying. And that's why you might be angry with me for this, or you might not understand I don't hate Voss the way they do I don't have the history with him obviously I don't feel that betrayed but I went through something similar we had adventures they saved the world everything was decimated afterwards it was terrible everyone huddled together for warmth and community and safety and a man took advantage of that but he didn't mean to he was actually one of the adventurers who saved us. A kind, giant polar bear of a man. And I mean that literally. We beautiful white polar bear. And he was kind and he cared and he protected us and he was a good man. But what you have to do in that position changes you. And it changes you as an adventurer, the sacrifices you have to make, the people you have to willingly walk away from. It can turn you wicked. And I think they see the wickedness from their personal betrayals. What I see right now is the best thing that's ever happened to these people and they have every right to believe in him. He's a noble, good person as far as they're concerned and I can't take that away from them. Not in the way that I think the others would like. There's something that Laurel says time and time again, especially now, and that is that Waterdeep has fallen before and it will be rebuilt. And I can say that 
of all of the cities along the Sword Coast, I believe in my heart. We try our best every time to have the people in mind. Neverwinter is run by our former open lord, who is a... That's a cool name. Neverwinter? Yeah, I believe it's because they're the first city beyond the spine of the world that fights off the cold. Everywhere here has such cool names. Everywhere I'm from, it's just the name of the place and the language of the people that live there, so sometimes it's it's a little difficult. And then there's Baldur's Gate. It's run by... That's even cooler! (laughs) (sighs) I believe it was created by a mercenary or pirate who had the name Baldur or something like that. But now, now it's just a cesspool of thieves and murderers. Some people even call it they still call it Baldur's Gate, but they spell it with the god's name because there's a there's a lot of murder there. Uh, my my wife was from a city called Narumalalia. It's it's a mouthful every time. Sounds elven. It's not. <laughs> it's a lockstone. And there's Kovac. Town of Firbolgs, all good fisher people. Though I guess, arguably, we do have the island of Heston, which really is just, it's a giant turtle named Heston. But. Like a dragon turtle? That's nice? No, he's just. Oh, dragon turtle, that's not nice. No, he was actually very lovely. We had luau's on his back. He would sing beautiful songs for everyone. Uh, He just was the biggest of his clutch, and he's quite large. Um, And he just kind of, he's a very easygoing dude, and he would just hang out on the coast of the island and would let us party on his back. I'm just a simple person. I'm... No one is a simple person. Well, I mean, I'm simple and didn't go to school for magic. I don't, well, until all this shit, I didn't talk to gods. I, the most, the most exciting thing I ever did was trip and fall into the middle of a floor of a jousting ring for entertainment and dinner. And the thing is, that's everyone else here and I don't care if they've been corrupted. I don't care if they're bad people now. They still deserve to live. I'll try and make sure that everyone knows that you all are the only ones that should be looking to end a life. And the rest should just be distraction. (coughs) I know you don't know our world, but I can tell you of the very few that do not deserve to live, Manchun is upon that list. I I definitely have, have gathered that. The Zentarum 
have served their place many times in the the saving of this world. But Manchun, I don't know if there's any saving him. At least for a world where... And she looks around at people being mournfully joyous. A world that allows this to thrive. Some people can't be saved. Some people don't deserve to be saved, but... I still believe in not striking, truly, until we've been struck. And maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm stupid. I think sometimes there's sure of that, that maybe if they just explain it to me one more time, I'll understand, but I don't think it's wrong for me to not understand. I don't want to understand. I don't want to think like an adventurer. I'll do the adventurer job. I'll help however I can to save the world. But I don't ever want to be that. Don't tell them I said that, please. Your secret is mine. But I can let you know that this is not a job anyone should choose, although many fools do in search of coin. I did that a couple times. But much like they say, a good leader doesn't want to lead. I think a good adventurer doesn't want to be an adventurer. And that is because we know or learn the sacrifices that must be made, whether they be moral or direct. And she looks back over the crowd. We just can't forget what we're fighting for. And sometimes we're the only ones left to do it. I come from the painful perspective that adventurers saved our world, did their best to hold it together and rebuild it. And still 50 years later it went, it just went out like a candle. Everyone was gone. And I was left here. They saved our world, and it still died. But like you said, you never want to be someone that doesn't try to save everyone. And I always will. What I mean is that I'll never be comfortable with the sacrifices that have to be made. Because they'll never feel like they have to be made. Because if the world might end anyway, then goddammit, we better make the last days good. If we can find the time, yes. And then she, like, puts her hand on top of yours and says, But your saviors bought 50 years for people like that looks again out over the crowd to have those good days in the end I can't even fathom the pain you hold 
but it's 50 day, 50 years more than what they could have gotten previous. I just don't intend to fill those with ever feeling comfortable with sacrifices. I call it masochism, if you will. I don't think I'm ever going to feel good about anything we've done here. I will rejoice with others for the 50 years, but I feel that the guilt is the only right way to feel. It is how we respect the people who were a part of being sacrificed to feel the guilt for having to make the choice. And the second I stop feeling guilty for people who die is the day I will throw myself on my own sword. That I can sympathize with. Like you said, we can't stop trying. And if it is our shoulders that must bear the weight so that the others do not, I guess it's a burden adventurers choose. It's a burden civilians have no choice in. I'd still like to give them another 50 years, though. I mean the burden of the loss. They don't get to choose to be the sacrifices for the adventurers' choices. And they're the only ones who truly will live with it every single day. So I choose to live with it, too. And I hope the others can understand in their own way. But maybe it's better if they don't. Maybe they're more effective that way at saving the world. Maybe at some level you have to stop feeling to do what's necessary. Never. That's what days like today are for. So if you don't mind... I'd like to hear a little bit more about your world. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and you can and choose yeah, to... Yeah, she'll... She's uh, going to uh, relay uh, the story of a festival that is held out in the desert uh, called the Wild People's Festival where everyone dons masks and makes big elaborate displays it's wasteland weekend <laughs> burning uh, man wasteland weekend wasteland weekend specifically yeah. okay uh very mad maxian cool um since they had their industrial revolution okay um, but yeah she essentially relays a tell of a mad max style festival in the desert where everyone is masked up and gets to absolutely go buck wild without people knowing who they are okay um Vinley, where were you during I all of this? I was out in the alley collecting, collecting names. Collecting names. So, yeah. Got spent, it. spent all, until exhaustion yeah. took, took hold, like near exhaustion took hold. You just collecting names of, of the fallen. It's a long night. Yeah. Um, she 
feels like even though she's not a follower of Jergal, that you only truly die when you're forgotten. Um, while yeah, while you're outside, you notice this. Um, the rooftops are filled with ravens. Um, Karina, were you on the roof? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were, like, legs hanging over the edge. Got it. You would, on. yeah, so you would also Kicking notice pieces. this, that yeah. the roof, um, filled with ravens. I think she hasn't noticed because she's become so accustomed to Simone. She's just like, I guess this is it now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Vinley's, like, in the alley, like, going up to Karina. <laughs> Not, like, walking up to her, just... Mm-hmm. Every so often, checking that Karina is still up there and not a mass of ravens. Yeah, and you see, you see, Karina's just made of birds. <laughs> yeah. You see, uh, you see her and Vajra just kind of solemnly talking. Probably because Vajra put her hand on mine, so we're probably weirdly holding mm-hmm. hands. <laughs> She's trying not to stare, but is like, what? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay. And then I'll eventually find my way to the mansion. Got it. Um, Seisha, you sequestered yourself up into your room? Uh, yeah. Seisha unlocks the door, goes up into her nook, and uh, closes the trap door. She reaches into her pouch, and she pulls out a diamond. And she casts light on it, and she sets it in the window. And she sits there and mourns her mother because she can't do it publicly. Mm -hmm. And then she thinks about looking into the eyes of every person in the square before they were transformed. And she, she sits there and remembers their faces and remembers them. And there, Seisha's lost so much, as has the rest of the group, and today is definitely the day to remember that, um, in whatever means it is, and, um, Eventually, um, Renair is kind of just leaning back with you, Harold, and it's just like, I need a vacation. Yeah, you sort of earned one. You earned one before I left. That was months ago. Don't Harpers have some sort of vacation package? We should. We should. I'll tell you what, when I become the head harp player, when I'm the harpist above all harpists, mandatory vacation time, four weeks out of a year. Who am I kidding? We'd never get four weeks. We'd be lucky to get half a day. Yeah. What's up, man? I mean, I just, you you know, maybe like a good... Ten day without the world ending. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I'm getting used to that. That's something I, uh, I'm still kind of, like, wrapping my head around. The whole, every ten day, the world's ending again. Yeah, something. Always something. There are a lot of angry people out there. There's a lot of cults. There, that, am I, I thought that was a me thing, but yes. So many cults. They're either, like, into, like, some dragon lady with lots of heads, or they're into, like, a big eye in the sky. Have you ever noticed that cults are always into something much taller and bigger than they are? They it's weird are. Like it's so weird. Please <sighs> tell me there's a cult of V. <laughs> there it is now. It's just all cults. on the internet, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm just imagining Animal from the Muppets going, Big Lady! She's <laughs> <laughs> all kobold. I think we're the cult of V. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how you been? I, I'm, I'm so glad that you're alive and y'all are okay. Well, I'm glad you're alive and okay too. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you have a sending stone. I haven't heard from you. I thought you had died. Oh my God, Literally died. Is is Petunia's here with us, right? It's up to up to you. Sure. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say no. She yeah, might, she might have gotten distracted off of uh, Renee's rambling, been like, okay, I'm just gonna, but she'll like <laughs> get back to the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm sorry about that. You have one of those? I don't know who has it. I check my bags. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have it. Yeah. Be oh shit! Because yeah. you got it the day that you met the red, uh, oh, or the, right. you met the rose, because you called him to let him know where to meet. Yep. That so you got true. it <laughs> from Sasha. Who got it from V? Who got it from oh. V? Oops. I, did I have the? I had this. I had. It's Look, fine. Man, it's been... I understand you've been distracted. I get it. Maybe. Maybe we should go through your belongings just in case there are other MacGuffins. Yeah. I mean, I think that we might have <laughs> been aware of. Okay, got my makeup kit. Uh, ooh, my ring. I've uh, got my hat on. Uh, oh, the amulet. You actually gave me this. Uh, yep. I, I can get drunk and get healed from it. I think that's you. No, you you gave me this, and I pull out the periaptive wound closure. That's you. Oh. Yeah. To keep me from dying. It saved my life two or three times now. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. I got a uh, oh uh, a case for a map or scroll. Nothing in it. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, clothes that I haven't ever worn since the start of this adventure, and um, a diamond. Though so holding onto that, uh, a grappling hook. Apparently, I've had one this whole fucking time. That would have been useful multiple times in the past. A lamp. Uh, oh, perfume. I spray a little on him. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, 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 Yeah, yeah, it's strong stuff. Uh, yeah. It makes the entrance before you do. Don't sweat it. Oh. Uh, I have a potion of climbing. <laughs> uh, that's a thing that I've had this whole time. And some sealing wax. And, of course, soap. Must must have for any adventure. We have not made this entire time. <laughs> oh, is that how yeah, trust stuff. digitates us? <laughs> so now, yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, and the sending stone. There we go. Hey, dude. Uh, yep, still working. Oh. Sorry. Oh, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't use it that close. Um, things have been mostly bad. Uh, 
that's the other thing I've kind of learned about this business is that things don't really get better. They just kind of get worse and you tell more jokes. Um, you have been telling more jokes. I tell so many jokes. Um, They're good. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I practice them in the mirror all morning before I get out there just to make sure they're going to be right. And uh, so far, most of the uh, the jokes I have planned never actually happen. The, the, the point is, uh, well, um, Petunia and I are going through a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so... <laughs> no, nope, nope. <laughs> Nope, I'm. I okay, don't want I, to hear it. Nope. That's fine. My that's head cannon. Okay. Everything we is didn't fine. Break up. We didn't break up. We didn't break up. <laughs> and I'm not pregnant. If that's the next thing you were thinking about. No twelve babies. No twelve. Twelve babies. Wait that's for a thing. it. Trust me. He just. He, his eyes just glanced down at Petunia's pants. Or no. Or, or, no, see no, if there's no, anything no, no, under the skirts either. that she's wearing. Okay. Like, like, like looking to see if there's like purple purple pants coming from underneath the yeah. skirts. No, nothing like that. Uh, there's no easy way to say it. Amnesia. Yeah. Oh fuck. Very sakes. specific amnesia regarding both of us. We met some very powerful beings that took a great deal from each of us. In an effort to try to save the world, we all gave mm. up whatever we had to give up. And beyond that, we saw the Land of the Elves. Yeah. That was nice. A guy took a dump on their front lawn. That was an that interesting. That was awesome. That was... Interesting. Um, yeah, that's a long story, too. He was a pirate. He was awesome. Um, he didn't get killed for it, either. He got real lucky. Anyway... We, uh, I bet that was you. It doesn't matter. The, the point is, we killed a lich. We, uh, we I saved the elven kingdom. We, we gave up a shitload. Kin's home. Great place. You'd love it. You'd love it. And that was really, really nice. Lots of worms. Big ones. Yeah, not small, gross ones. Big Paper gross clips. ones. Big ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, my, um... So, so far, um, I would say uh, it's a far cry from my days being some nobody working from the rose. That's sort of, that's sort of where we're at these days. And from me being a book deliverer, which was approximately... A couple of months ago. A few months ago. Yep. So we, 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 we things have changed. Uh, and now I'm trying to save the city, which is misery, because this mm -hmm. place is everything I've ever loved, and it's already torn apart, and, uh, and I'm just trying to pull the last vestiges of it back up. But, you know, it's not the first time, and we aren't the first people to do it, so uh, if it's got to be somebody, it, I'd rather it, you know... Be us because we love this place. Anyway, how have you been? I mean, you know, I, I traveled to Neverwinter to see my father. How'd that go? Well, I got there, he was in a coma, and some douchebag was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But then he got better. <laughs> That's so? And Did you, uh... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just got it! Wow, that sounds awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, it was... I. It was odd. There was a lot happening with the red wizards. It's regardless. Um, I spoke to him, and there's. I don't know. There, I can confirm that his mind was affected by the stone. He has no memory of any of why he did what he did, but it was in preparation for, I believe, this, what we are going through. He foresaw something. Oh, uh, question for you. Are you heading back to Spells and Staves? Or whatever y'all guys are calling yourselves? It was really cool, I just can't remember. Steel? Steel and Staves. Staves and Steel, yes. Staves and Steel, the alliteration is solid. If you're going back there, we could really use some backup. And I know just the Dragonborn to do it. If you guys are capable of casting Gate. I think I know just who you're talking about. They shot her at me. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> but me jumping in the bag, that was totally my fault. I I will talk to Laurel. I appreciate that. I guarantee It just feels do it. Real nice to be hanging out with you again. And it sucks to look at the city at the way it is. But I like to think about the way it's going to be. Harold, we fought a god. <laughs> yeah, you saved me from a god. At great risk yourself, after I specifically told you I had it under control. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I did have it under control, clearly. We did. We, we did. I do remember that much. Yeah, we did. I had it under control, except until um, towards the end there, but then... You were too good. I was, too, I was so good. It's, it's good to be back here. And he kind of just looks around the tavern. How's, um... I'm sorry I had to step away. No. I'm sorry we had to step away. How's the new manager doing? Oh, uh, I mean... Seems like things are good. It's not really a tavern so much as it is a soup hall now, which, honestly, that's I'm glad that that's the case. I wouldn't want to be wringing the hands out of people and getting their money. You know, what they're doing now is fantastic. But, I mean, obviously, they're not, a, you know. No and he looks around to make sure, like, the manager is anywhere nearby. It's like, of course, not as good as you. Of course. But, uh, you know, I think that what they're doing is important. And anything that helps people, it's hard to imagine how selfish I used to be compared to after that bag. I keep getting older, man. You see the second like streak of hair? 
Somebody hit me with a spell that aged me. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, at this rate, I'm gonna be an old motherfucker at the end of the year, and like, then I'll be totally silver haired. I'll look badass. Oh, you are I'll total silver fox. Metal. Like, total silver fox. Like, let's be honest. Like, oh, thank you. I think so. Continues just blushing. <laughs> we'll have Laurel silver oh. hand and Harold silver hair. Look, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it 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 works for Laurel, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you you could totally yeah, you know. off, I think so. What do you think, Petunia? Hmm? Silver oh. hair. I mean, the two look good. They look nice. That's what I'm talking about. Petunia's been awesome on the road. Uh, thank, thank, thank you. She thank can you. like do this thing. I've seen it in bard school, but I totally skipped that class where like you can like make this pattern of hypnotic. It's awesome. That's been real good. But I mean, coming back here. I mean, I mean, she's a chosen. Yeah. Wouldn't. And she gave me faith. I guess I, you may not remember that. I feel like I knew it, but I don't think I have a specific memory attached to it anymore. Well, tomorrow's the best. She's pretty great. Renier, in three days, you think we're all going to meet back? I'd like to say yes, but I know the realism of that is not every one of us. That's my worry, too. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh... We're tap dancing on a knife's edge. And things could go either way. That's, that's what being a harper's all about, I guess. I'm going to give you something. Maybe it'll help you out. See, I... I only need one more of these, and the one I used last time, uh, it I used it on her. <laughs> you, the cat. The cat. <laughs> He's got oh. shark claws. This is just an alley cat. We found him. He's sweet. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to reach into my pouch, and I'm going to pull out the part of the morbid makeup kit that's fiend and hand it to him. Because I, obviously, I don't want anyone to die. If I could do it my way, we all just go in there and ask politely. And I think with enough time, I could even pull it off. But maybe not on Manchun. In the meantime, if you put this on, you're going to look like a demon. People are going to read you as a demon. And it's going to be real scary. You're going to look sick. Harold. I know. <laughs> oh. You used it. When right, you met yeah. The rose. You were, yeah, you used the last one too. That's right. You were fiend last time. Yes, I was. <laughs> oh, God. I remember that. I don't remember that. Well, when the DM cool. comes out the mouth of the NPC. <laughs> it, it kept us alive last time. Maybe it'll do the same thing this time. Maybe. 
Look, I'm, I'm more worried that your part of the task isn't even done. Because we have to still save the world after we save the city. I... This is going to sound sappy as shit. But with people like Petunia and Karina, Vinley and Seisha, and V, I feel completely confident. And it's not just because we're a bunch of badasses, which we are, make sure in any books that are written about us if things don't go well, but it was it is said that we are all badass. The point is, it's because all of us are willing to give up everything in anything if it means people get to see one more day. And that, as both of us know, is just a rare quality. And I think that we are too determined now and have lost too much to give up. And I fully believe at the end of this, whether we walk away or not, the world will be safer. I agree. I'm going to poke that eye right in his little eyeball. This isn't the first eldritch being I've seen. You think I lost this leg playing poker? Only once. And I want it back at the end of the game. <laughs> the point is... We have to do whatever we have to do, and I'm surrounded by the people I'd, I want to do that with. And he looks at both of them. He looks at Renera and Petunia. It's like, I'm surrounded by the people that I would save the world with. I'm a very lucky guy. Um, yeah, same. Again, I know it's short-lived, and it's not for long, but... I'm glad you're home, even if it is for a night or two. Same to me. I haven't even really been by the alley much since I got back from Neverwinter. It suits you. I missed it. I missed you too. That and I'm just terrified Kara's going to just murder me when I walk back in there. And I'm that gonna... that will 100% happen. You will catch a, a verbal or physical beating. I'm, I'm going to get a frying pan to the side <laughs> of the head. I just know it. It wouldn't be your first. <clears throat> Look, once, um, I, I have, a, I have, I have an idea for, like, once we're all, everything is back to normal. I figured out the signature dish for the tavern. Oh no. Oh? Go on. Lobster tail in a vase. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna let it go! <laughs> the smell I... will leave eventually. No, it won't. <laughs> I have you attempted press the digitation? Yes! It We've doesn't go away. So We've tried so much. But no, really. I, it, I mean, it's, you, you get a small little... You, you put the lobster tail in there with like a buttery sauce. It's... I mean, come on. It's, I, and the sad thing is I would eat it. I would eat that. It's a good novelty dish. With all the shame in my body, I would still eat it. Do you have shame? <laughs> oh, I like to think so somewhere. <laughs> um, and Vinley. While you're out collecting these names, 
That's so crazy. I also had one more thing I wanted to do. <laughs> well, we'll see if you have time to do that. Oh. Oh. Yep. Uh-oh. You see, down one of the alleyways, uh, like a five-foot-tall, very short, youthful female elf and in a diaphanous gown. It looks like it's made of moonbeam itself. Is it the alley, like, by our, by Trollskull Manor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, excuse me, are, are you lost? And you see her kind of shrug and then continue walking away. I'm going to follow her. Okay. Does she recognize her? You have seen this person once before. I think as she's turning away and she shrugs, Vinley's like, oh. <laughs> and as you step away, you lose all physical form. Oh. You become, as the moon is starting to crest over, um, well, moon is still in the sky, even if it is drowned out by the light. As the light is dying, it is becoming more vibrant. You become this luminous cloud of moonlight. <laughs> And as you're soaring up into the sky, across the heavens, you see there are a multitude of these silvery lights that just kind of cascade together. Um, and you see that weave of blue that you recognize as it's the ethereal form and plain, and you see lost souls. How, you said they were... All of the together. silvery light yeah. does not look like the blue. And you see these lights kind of, in a miasmic way, blend with the blue as the blue starts to dissipate. Oh, no. Could I... I think Vinley's first instinct is to try and follow those strands towards the lost souls. And you come across your own lost souls, and you just get this feeling that you're supposed to usher them either to Kelimvor to be judged, or maybe they got lost and the ferryman was supposed to take them, and they haven't crossed over. I think Vinley, in this kind of ethereal state, activates her Twilight Sanctuary so that whenever she comes across someone, they're no longer afraid of what's happening or okay. confused. And she approaches everyone with a similar way of, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you everywhere. Where am I? Where we are now, it, it doesn't matter much. Let me show you where we were going. Okay. And because you do the sanctuary, they just implicitly do not fear you, and they just feel like 
you're the person that's supposed to guide them home. As she's flying, every single one, somehow through a conversation she has while they float, she learns their names and she remembers them all just so she can, if she wakes up, she can write them down again. Um, you come to learn either intrinsically or spiritually that this is a special rite it is known as the mystic rite of the luminous cloud and many people on this night will see what looks like a worldwide aurora borealis and it is those that worship Sahanin Mungo ushering those that are lost on this night of remembrance whose souls didn't quite make it all the way to where they needed to go. And as the Seldarin believe Sahanin to do, she ushers the dead. And you, in this moment, are under the effects of commune. And you can ask Sahanin three questions. And they are yes or no answers. And this is kind of like as a payment for doing this deed. I think the first question Vinley wants to ask selfishly is was there ever a part of my parents that loved me? You get a yes. opinion am I on the right path to help you better yes Will there ever be a time where the world isn't on fire? Unclear. She smiles at that. And then she just... Thank you, son. And then there's another spirit. The last one you usher before returning. And you recognize the voice before you recognize the figure. They don't seem to recognize you. And you see your mother. Hello. I've been looking for you everywhere. 
Uh, where, where am I? Where's the grove? That's so funny that you said that. I'm actually here. We were walking together. Do you remember? We, we were heading to the grove. Here. I'm sorry, I... I don't remember. Do I know you? You do. I will reiterate, this is not anything that is intrinsically, like, malicious on her part. You've noticed this about every spirit. Yeah. They they just, you're just a guiding light. We used to know each other a long time ago. And I think we cared for each other very deeply, but we never knew how to say it. Other things just got in the way. But I'm here to take you home. That's good. I have a lot of things I need to do. Like what? I can't remember. I just know that it's important. But you'll show me the way. Absolutely. And I will offer my arm to walk with her in a little more, in a more comfortable posture. You know, you were telling me on the way here about your daughters that you had. Yes, you had two. Vinland Riel and Amiria. From what you told me, you loved them very much. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I do. Are they still alive? Yeah, they're doing wonderfully. Am I going to see them? Is that where we're going? Eventually, yes. Eventually they'll join you. They must be important. They have many things to do. Oh, you have no idea. The older one, she's the Archdruid now. Really? It's been some time. And the younger? She's trying to become a Baelnorn, if you can believe that. Baelnorn? A family protector, chosen by the Seldry. That sounds beautiful. It will be. Well, if you see them before I do, tell them I love them. And I'm proud of their aspirations. Absolutely, I will. And... I'm sure they love you just as much. Something wrong? Oh, no, just ethereal forms and stuff like that. (laughs) The moon is really bright tonight, can't you tell? It is. It is, it's beautiful. Here, let's get a closer look. And Emily starts to move off with her mother. And you usher her 
past the ethereal plane to where ever she needs to go next and to add heartbreak to this night. There was another spirit you ushered, but you didn't remember them. That's who I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Damn it. I would have said you remember them, but you don't. I don't. Just a, another sp- lost spirit. I think Vinley, for a moment, when she comes across this soul, she looks at her and goes, Oh, you have beautiful hair. Thank you. <laughs> it's very weird up here. Oh, you have no idea. Look, come here. And I think almost as second nature, Alphalie, or not Alphalie, sorry. Alina. And Vinley almost, without realizing it, fall back into the same pattern of behavior that they were so natural. Mm-hmm. And I think Vinley goes home and cries. I think she sleeps in her bed that night, not in the mansion. And then Seisha, as you're looking out your window, past the light, illuminating from the diamond, you see a shadowy alleyway, little corner, picked off right across the street. Um, to you, it'd be like far left. Okay. But... You think back to that very, very dumb, but possibly very helpful plan. You have. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll take off her armor and uh, slip downstairs. And she's going to go across the street to Mama's. And she'll just kind of knock on the door real quietly. And there is a door here, this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You see that this dark alleyway kind of has the little remnants of uh, kind of what her shop had. but nothing to the level of decor that it once was. And then this leads to a door at the very end that is uh, in the, God, what are they called? Like town's home, little um, place. And then as you walk in, it, uh, you can tell that the layout is supposed to be like a town's home. Like yeah. here's, you know, everything's kind of like a singular room layout uh but it is open floor plan that (laughs) isn't very big but it has definitely been repurposed and reorganized in a way that seems completely chaotic um but is also just you know the hedge witch magics kind of like scrawled across all of the walls and the floors almost looks like uh what you would pick up Especially knowing her protections. Yeah. Whether they be active or not. 
Um, and the the knock at the door, it, it opens, and then falling down from the handle is the hand, mm-hmm. and uh, stops, kind of does this as it picks up on its stump and beckons you, and keeps going, and you see uh, Mama sitting at a small shrine that has drawings and dolls of her family. Mama? How you doing, child? (sighs) Is it just you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everybody is taking in the night. This one of my favorite festivals. It's a hard one. Bah, what do you mean hard? You get to remember all the people that make you who you are. Get to tell their stories. Get to sing them songs. Get to dance with them once again. My brother, he always here with me. But tonight, him here with me too. Um, there's just, it's been a really bad year. There's, there's just too many to remember. But, um, I, I, I actually, um, I came to, uh, ask you a question. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Um, I, I... No, you're not. But look at me. It's okay, you're not okay. I can deal with all this when everything's over. When it be over? That's a question. I don't know. So then you tell me, when you keep pushing yourself aside, how long it be before you're nothing left? she'll get up real slow and then she'll hug you. Zaysha just sobs on her shoulder. Dear, dear child, before you ask me what you want, how about you tell me why you're not okay? Tell me the story. Who pains you? The people 
that were in the square at the plinth. And four men in the top court. Who did? Four men from the dock ward. And you can, if you so wish, tell their tales, she'll ask. Um, and you can tell as much as you want. Uh, she'll, she'll tell her, I'm, I, I've been looking for my mom my whole life. And I found her. <laughs> And um, I brought the people who wanted to kill her to her because it was her or Pixel. <laughs> and every single day I think about that. I, uh, I think, I think, I don't know the right choice anymore. I'm just so desperate to see the end of this. Because I, I have lost so much, and I'm so scared of what's left to lose. Because there's not much. And we have so far to go. I can tell you this. There are selfish choices and there are non-selfish choices. But that don't make them good and bad. Sometimes you must do what's best for you. Other times you do what's best for others so that they don't have to make hard choices. There's no right, there's no wrong. Everything shades gray. Not black or white. Not the hard lesson to learn. But you do the best you can. What you got, you make peace with what you can't. Maybe someday, but it's not today. Well, the first thing that you need to do in order to get there is stop holding it in. everybody else's problem. You don't have to complain to everyone to make it. Everyone is going through a lot and has lost so much. You look outside, what do you see? A bunch of people that lost so much. But what are they doing? Remembering those that lost and looking forward to tomorrow. 
So what is it that you need from Mama? I was wondering if we could go into someone's dream. Do you want to speak to Aphasia again? No. I want to speak to a man named, well, we want to speak to a man named George Forsworn. Mm. He is the hand, I guess you would say, of the Elder Eye. You see her thinking. Um, go ahead and make an inside check. While she's rolling that, I have a question. Bane's gauntlet, left hand. Manchun's missing hand, left hand. Or are they both right hands? Uh, Manchun's is left, I believe. Um, Manchun's is left. Look up. It's also left. Is it? Okay. Man, what's this game good against left hands? <laughs> Devil's Island. 27. 27? You pick up that the name George Forsworn and even the warning you give just passes over her. She's like, oh, okay. Um, Right through the horns. Yeah. Uh, But the part that she's kind of like, hmm, about is when you said we with the dream. Mm -hmm. And she thinks, she goes, okay. um, How many people... Um, how many could you get? Could you get all the BFGs? Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six of us? I've been needing help, but I think I can do it. Finley asked if someone could join us. Uh, Madam Master Morali? Um, she is a, uh, very powerful wizard. Um, she made it possible for us to enter someone's mind previously. Okay, she, you, if you think, uh, she can hold everybody's mind as one, it can be done. I think so. I think that's what she did last time. She do that. And I put you in the dream. We're going to give you a necklace. It's going to obfuscate you. So that hopefully, um, if we do get the attention of the Elder Eye, he won't be able to find you and potentially the path back that we'll take. I say let him come for mama. (laughs) But... (laughs) I really don't want to lose another mama. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to endanger anyone outside. Yeah. Bane is right hand, by the way. Do you want to do it tonight? days, so we have two nights, right? Because mm-hmm. on the third day morning. Tomorrow night, I think. Okay. That way we have time to get 
Master here, and everybody can be ready. All right. Um, easy enough. Unless anybody has anything pertinent to do. I know you said you want to do one more thing. Uh, I will say we're going to time jump. Okay. To that. So, okay. Okay. Like. I have one really quick thing and one that might be a minute. Um, not like super long. Uh, one is before Vajra leaves. Uh, I would like one of my familiars to carry something to her. Okay. And it is a staff. It's a basic staff. Um, and it just has a note that says, when something is broken and it can't be fixed right now, might as well start over. And then to finish the night, Vanley sits down and scries on Alkalid. Okay. To see if she is still alive. Got it. Um, those three. Cool, cool, cool. Yes. Yes, yes, it does. It does. Okay, yes, it does, it does go through. Uh, I don't like that conference. Um, <laughs> uh, remembering rules in certain locations. Um, mm. Uh, yes, uh, you see very familiar walls and surroundings and flooring of where you were earlier today. Good. Is in Undermountain and is with other students and other things who made it out. Um, who probably came to Vajra. The last thing I would say you see is she pulls out what looks like a rolled up piece of parchment and unveils it and you see that it's a wanted poster from like the bottom as it scrolls up and you eventually see Voss's face and the symbol of the Zentarum like as not like he's part of it yeah, but, but it's still, the Zentarum wanted, wanted. Potion. Yep. Yep. poster and you see a little ember and ignite it Then we write start a note to send her ascending in the morning. <laughs> um, and then um, I will say this. Um, Seisha does ask if she can just hang out with Mama. Oh, of course. For a while. Okay. 100%. Awesome. Um, so unless anybody has anything extremely pertinent to do the next following day, Seisha comes to you all and proposes the dream uh, sequence. Um, Master Morali will show up. Yep. Um, you all can long rest. Um, Master Morali, after told what is going on, um, actually looks to you, Petunia, and says that she could really use your help um, in bridging their minds in a connection okay. with the dream spell. If that makes it safer for them, sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, Mama will do uh, her magics and put you and Master Morali under a non-detection ritual. 
Um, and we'll get the necklace from uh, whoever has it. V. V. We'll get it from V. Mm-hmm. Uh, and attuned to that. Uh, I will say this, though. Um, as you're going to bed one night, Petunia, or uh, before the dream, so the night before, uh, whoever's room you decide to go to... She's, that's why I unlocked the door. She can okay. still get in. Got it. You go back to Seisha's room. Uh, you find a, a letter in your pocket. She'll pull it out. Um, and then where is that letter that you sent, Karina? Is that... Uh, yeah. Uh, Petunia has been DM'd it. Yes. Let me grab that real quick. Why are you so far down my messages? There we go. Clearly we should talk more. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, She'll, as she's going to bed, she'll she'll kind of unfold it. She kept it where she kept the ring, and she'll pull it out and and read it. And um, it says, hello, Petunia. I know things are pretty confusing for you right now. That's why I didn't want to say say it in front of the group, but truly... I think you must be the bravest person out of all of us. You're the bravest person I've ever met. You're missing memories with Harold. I think you knew what you were doing more than you're giving yourself credit for. I saw the way you looked at Harold when we were around that weird emotional fake queen lady. It was the same way I looked at my wife on our wedding day. It's my feeling that you were so confident in your love for Harold and for who he is. I feel that what you sacrificed was an easier choice than you think. I love my wife so much, and I know every day I fell in love with her even more. Had I forgotten her, I could say with perfect certainty I would fall in love with her again, no question. I have that faith in you, that faith in your love. Go at your speed, do what you need, but give yourself the credit you're due. Your bravery is inspiring, and you reminded me again that love can truly survive anything even the greatest sacrifices. Remember that you are stronger than any warrior could be, and you are truly awe-inspiring, and I'm honored to know you. And, um, Petunia will pull the letter up close to her chest, and will, for the first time in a little while, Go to sleep with a hopeful smile on her face. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but like I said, the next day you wake up um, from the long rest and the day goes by with any more preparations or anything like that uh, that we can talk about in between games. Um, but getting to the dream Everything's laid out, and the night comes once again. Uh, You are all laid out with your heads, like almost in a star, with your heads facing into the center. Um, With Mama in the center, um, and 
Morali and Petunia on either end, back to back to back. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, for those uh, who don't know, or um, Master Morali uh, is a elderly blind halfling. Um, Stark white hair, uh-huh. um, almost like porcelain white skin. Vinley has a passing thought of, this does not look good for Petunia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Petunia, she was your divination teacher in at Blackstaff Tower. Like, you yeah. are very, very familiar with who Master Morali is. Um, and it also um, speaks telepathically to everyone. So... Um, but your all told to close your eyes as Petunia Masamali looks to you and says, follow my lead. Um, and we'll kind of show you, you'll spend most of your day with her learning the intricacies of this spell and even though you may not have access to because i know you dipped into cleric what's your highest level spell wizard spell slot or spell My level highest mm-hmm. wizard spell slot would be that you can seven okay great um you can go ahead and add memory walk to your spell list Dope. Uh, which is a seventh level spell um, okay and this is the same spell that was used when you all memory walked into Halam. Yeah. And with the little bit of, uh, of, of the connections between memory walk and dream, all of your minds become one as you are then cast almost into unconsciousness as Mama's chanting begins to slowly fade. Lulls you into sleep, becomes discordant and stretched across time and planes, almost like this lulling drone. No longer words or perceivable rhythms And that drone becomes an unnerving sound that you seem to only hear within your own head. It rakes across your mind like a hot knife before you feel a weird sensation of falling with your stomach in your throat. You believe your eyes to begin to dilate beyond comprehension as the stars in the sky illuminate brighter and brighter, spreading out further and further before everything goes black. As light comes back to you. You find it is completely engrossed by a golden yellow hue, like tinted glass with thick purple black vines stretched across it. The outside world is hazy and distorted as if looking through glass. You feel weightless, but also compressed by pressure all around you. 
as you realize that you are submerged in some kind of viscous ooze. The walls of the embryotic membrane cling around you, giving very little room to move. You all remember this feeling. Mm-hmm. And cut your way out. Most of you. Yep. <laughs> this is new for two, uh, two one. I'm going to, once I get out, go free anybody who's not. Okay, you see Karina stretching the membrane, trying to figure out how to like pull it apart. Not really, you don't have a blade. You do, you have the the sickle on you. Um, Mm -mm. mm -mm. All my druid stuff's in Vinley's bag. So there you go. Run over and cut a circle so that I'm not like in danger of hitting her. Got it. That hits the most of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of like pressing yeah. forward. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, that's not where your hand is. Um, and then I go looking for Petunia. Uh, you see Petunia stay behind with Master Morali. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all spill out. And gathering your bearings, you look around at a nearly empty wasteland. You're now a deflated organic flesh pod can be seen attached to a few others suspended by roots that are slick and inky, more like veins growing across the land and up into the air to form large, like, lung bronchi. Each pod with the cancerous polyp tree. You don't see as many humanoids this time. Okay. Not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) But the first thing you do notice after escaping this fleshy prison is the utter bitter cold. And you know if you stay out here for too long, it will not end well. As you look around to somehow ascertain if you're in the same place as you were the last time, or if you're in a different place, you look up and the sky is that nebula once again as it dances around like clouds made of oil and blood, swirling in on itself with, within that inky void is the vastness of the stars. The dark, muted, crimson sky is illuminated by seven moons that look like they are covered in horrific scars of burnt flesh stretched across their surface with large, hollow chunks removed from its form. A few of the dead moons in the distance can be seen broken away by massive, slowly writhing tendrils and tentacles bursting from below its surface reaching out into the empty vastness of space. And although you hear sound from around you, your movements, or when you talk, there is no ambient sound emanating from the world around you. The silence is almost deafening, but if anything, it is definitely unnerving. However, although you can't hear, you can definitely feel the energy of this place filling you with dread. Your heart is sinking into your stomach. As you look into the empty plain, you see it stretches around, rolling hills interwoven and folded around each other like the slukai of a brain. Sharp shards of crystalline amber covered in the same black tendrils of the pods protrude everywhere across the surface like a rocky desert. The jagged rocks resemble more like rusted, broken, and jagged blades sticking out through flesh, creating harsh, deep shadows nestled below their outcroppings. And as you look along the horizon, you see thousand more of these polyps, but not all of them have the pods on them. 
but they stretch out in every direction. Like small cancerous growths. In the far distance, you see a colossal shape. Hard to make out exactly what it is, because every time you look at it, it's a different form. It's a pyramid. No, it's a tower. No, it's a mass of ever-changing shapes. Never the same. Dodecahedron, an obelisk, a flat disk. And then you notice massive ships floating through the dry thunderstorm, rendering vessels nearly invisible against the nebulous sky. Okay. In the cloud crackling with heat lightning far away from you are these organic ships and their tendrils kind of reach for miles down to the surface. The base covered with a slick, shiny, black, leathery hide stretched across the plates and folds of the tapering shift with a rounded, almost phallic bow. Its full shape resembles what you would imagine, like a demonic, dragon-headed jellyfish or some type of nautical... Not a Lloyd creature. Yeah. Y'all doing this too close to me going to bed. <laughs> Speaking of which, Karina. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I need you to make a sanity save. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Welcome to Far Realms. What do, what do I... So it is going hey, to at be... At least our accents aren't changing. Oi! Make you the squared circle nail! Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. One of these... No, that's a subtract. <laughs> you, I could make it worse. Uh, that's a six. Oh yeah, a six. Don't even roll a D100 for me. even oh, with Sasha's I... uh, plus three, it would not be she enough. She cannot be frightened though. No, <laughs> no, no, sure can't. Better Where's hope that? you roll a fright on that D100. Nineteen. Oh, number. Those are usually scary. Remarkably, <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage impression. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gone then. I'm gonna go to your far realms, and I'm gonna mess you up. <laughs> um. Sniff into a far realm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. Cool. Mm. I'll send it to you. Oh, God. Oh, oh no. that makes it more fun. Oh, bye. That makes it more fun. Yeah, um, when they said I'll send it to you, they were giggling when they sent it to me. They're not giggling now. That's probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> You're both yeah. covering their mouths. <laughs> and, um, yep. Uh, what do y'all do? live in terror and how happy you guys are. <laughs> Good. Um, Where, I, uh, where'd you send I'm it? I'm sending it. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I turned to the group. I think the shifting thing is where we'll yeah. find him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I was hoping you would say literally anything else. Sorry. It's, the, it's, it's either that or the jellyfish. 
I'm going with the the ever changing building. Yeah, that's fair. It is. Cold. And I'm freezing. Yeah. And if he's like, that's not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Uh, she's also like. Uh, I love when y'all give me an effect and I'm too stupid to know what it is. Um, <laughs> no, I, I request an explanation. <laughs> okay. I am not a learned person. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you are all headed towards the building. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I got it now. I got yeah. it now. I, Which is not really good where you word. are. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the word. Yeah. Um... And you all start to head forward. What are you doing? Bri- thinking about that brief re-summary of, it, of what I'm seeing at this moment when, when that hits. Technically, you're near Seisha. Yeah, so you're not afraid of anything right now. So you're not afraid. Uh, uh, you're immune... It's uh-huh. a frightened condition. Uh-huh. I will say... Oh, man, that's going to hit when I walk away from her. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I will say uh, there's still a little bit of a nerve. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, this whole fucking place, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but as you're walking, you pass through what this feels like a shimmer. You're unsure of how this plane works. It definitely mm-hmm. feels like you... Are you walking upside down? right now mm-hmm. are you is it sideways are you passing through like oh. these shifting waves are they different realities your mind can't comprehend the plane that you are on the where you are and you pass through the shadow as one of those ripples happens and you hear the sound of Jovial jester like music. I, w- I thought maybe you clicked the wrong song. <laughs> you see a crowd in front of you. Around you, there is this um, burning fireplace that looks like this massive mouth, mouth just screaming. You look over to the side, and there's a, a bard, uh, a three a part bard, um, playing some songs. And. Three-part band? Three-part band, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, three-part bard. Yeah. Actually, for different. a second. Yeah, for a second, second. there, oh, out of your peripheral, you see they are a mass of all three of them in one, playing the instruments, and the instruments themselves oh. are coming off of them, out of their own bodies. The, the horn player, the mouth is elongated into that of a trumpet. The... The one playing the lute has their arm extended out and split open here where the strings are here, and they're just strumming it like this. And the drummer, you see the stomach is completely stretched and taut, taut. pulled against like something pushing out from inside of their skin. What the fuck is a Missy play bar? And and then you you, you jerk over, and it's... Three, three people, people playing three different instruments. <sighs> Did anybody else see that? Yeah. Do what? They play In, a hell of a tune. Uh, and Seisha, right. your peripheral again catches someone getting your attention as you look over and you see a 
and pointing towards a table um, uh, to sit, and it seems to be cleared out for you, kind of underneath the stairs in the back. And as you look past the crowd, you see this short stone wall that encircles the center of the room. And there's this massive claw that reaches out from the, uh, the ground, reaching over this entire crowd as it like, is reaching over this impending doom. It stretches and like drips down into this long, yawning portal. And then whoosh, shapes back into what the rope is that holds the platform. And you recognize that you are inside yep. the yawning portal. And as you see this I found him. scruffy, bearded, human wearing... Purple armor? No. Awesome. Leathers and has two sh- sh- long swords at, at his back as he waves you over. And it's at this moment that you realize you do not look like yourselves. You do not recognize the party that you're around. Some of you are obviously at different statures. Uh, that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's cool as hell. Yeah! Oh, please tell Very me I'm cool. tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually shorter. You're a kobold now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Thank you all so much for joining us uh, for this emotional roller coaster of an episode. Absolutely. Uh, We can't wait for next week. I need workman's comp from this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next week is going to be fun. Um, Stay tuned to our socials as we have a very special guest next episode. And we (laughs) cannot wait uh, for you all to... To learn more information. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> they always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. Ooh, looks like tonight wasn't your night. But hey, at least you got a good story. And if you want another night of cards and tales, you know which table I frequent.